passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors is everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're listening to the NWA, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Yo. Miss Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off kilter, the professor, the godfather, host wrestling the NWA, not oh keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest, it's pop excellence, get the message. Advocates for Nubian wrestling, you're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in. Nubian kings and queens, we invested in. It's for the culture and we repping it. And welcome to the NWA podcast, the Nubian Wrestling Advocates, the show all about getting color in the professional wrestling business. We are back and better than ever here on Post Wrestling for the July edition of the NWA podcast. We are so glad that everybody has joined us tonight, whether you're watching live or, or, you know, in the future. Let's not just discriminate to the people that's watching us live tonight shout out to everybody listening in the future uh we got a we got a big episode of the program this month and so let's not waste any time let's not dilly dally on what we got to do so let's start off by introducing the advocates first of all you got myself i am the godfather nate milton aka your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster 10 years in the game ain't a damn thing changed and i am joined by my partner in crime my brother he is uh he is a man of many talents. Let's just say, say that off the top, ladies and gentlemen. This man is not only the mayor pro tem of Los Angeles, California. Um, shout out to the brother for what he's doing right now, uh, trying to end this strike. Uh, we, we stand in solidarity with the writers and the actors. Uh, you know, pay, pay what you owe, Hollywood. Pay what you owe. Um, but this is a brother that has never been on strike. He takes no days off. Even when he on PTO, this brother's still putting in work. Y'all give it up. For the angry intellectual, for a brother that some people call Mimosa Chris. Uh, he's one half of the Kings of Sport podcast. And of course, he is our friend and our brother. Y'all give it up for the Professor Chris Ely. Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Hey, what's up, y'all? Just chilling, man. Ready to talk about uh, this month's wrestling stuff. So. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. How you been, Chris? How you been? You know, it feels like we talk all the time off air, but right. it feels like we haven't talked on mic in a little minute, minute. Oh yeah, I'm I'm feeling good. My um I'm uh moving on 
up in the uh, mm. academia world. I'm okay, the, okay. Um, I'm about like the ink. The, I haven't signed the contract yet, but I did get an offer to um, start teaching at um, Cal State Fullerton. So okay. um, that's a big deal for me. I'm looking forward to that. And then um, I finally have a, a book publisher for mm. my book. Um, I was, um, we were like, I've been um, pitching for a while to different publishers and I got offered some advances and these are, these were like, some of them were a couple six figure advances. Ooh, okay, um, okay. But um, my, um, my wife, yes. <laughs> she, she was the, the, the she COO. Said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, we, we, she, she, she taught me how to go in that route. She said, look, um, because we're still newlyweds. We're not mm-hmm. like, we're, we're both established in our careers, right? But um, she said that, she made a good argument saying like, if we accept an advance uh, for your book and we don't sell enough books to pay it back, mm-hmm. um, it's it could be an issue. And it's not like she, like she doesn't have faith in me. She's we we're, we're we just don't want to be taking those kind of gambles. So right. yeah. um, I'm going the the independent route, um, Icon Global Publishing. Okay. Um, and we're already kind of getting the ball rolling. So I'm paying a little bit of money out of pocket. Um, but once the book goes on sale. Um, I don't have to worry about paying a publisher back. Right. Um, and then, um, so it's, um, I'm very, very excited about that because we, like, I've been, like, it seems like forever I've been talking to you about a book, um, like maybe since 2016 or 17. A little minute. And it's, yeah, and it's finally about to, like, be a reality. So, um, and I'm looking for, like, a day it might be before this but um sometime next year um okay. by by around this time next year um it should be ready to publish okay. um and just um trying to make it timely so it's like um new i don't want it to be a dated book you know right by the time be, it comes out yeah so it's 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 that's a that's a process um and uh, yeah, I'm excited about about uh, both of those things. So. Okay, this good brother Chris Ely out here getting ready to drop the hottest book of the summer in 2024. Y'all get ready, uh, but yeah, we we are proud of you, Chris man. We we know you're gonna do big things, and I'm glad yeah uh, uh, you know, your lovely wife uh, you know was able to you know kind of see the bigger view, Chris, because we don't want you out here like PLC man taking all that yeah 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 taking all that advance money from Pebbles, and then you ain't got nothing to show for it, brother. <laughs> Right, yeah, yeah, and that was like one of the things that I thought of when she when she mentioned that too was uh, the story of uh, TLC and all that. So, um, and um, I mean that's the reason that's one of the reasons and benefits why you get married, right? Because of you know, you got somebody you can talk to, somebody that's in yeah. your corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She could have easily been like, oh yeah, let's take that Let's money get that bag. And, <laughs> and then not have any kind of strategy to pay it back if we don't sell anything you know um, so yeah so. So y'all, y'all be on the lookout man because best believe we are going to promote chris's book when it drops uh, mm-hmm. whenever it drops we're gonna we're gonna show that brother some love but 
Speaking of somebody you can count on, Chris, somebody that you can depend on. This brother, we glad to have him back. You know, he 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 put in for his PTO last month. You know, so uh, contractually, the post office had to get his brother some time off. <laughs> he was on the, he was on the beach somewhere with the feet kicked up. You know, he was in Cancun with LeBron and them. So we ain't mad at the young brother, but he is back, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> The man that gives you all the news that's fit to read here on Post Wrestling. The man that is the proprietor of Andrew Thompson interviews on YouTube. Be sure to check that out. But most importantly, much like Chris, he is our brother and our friend, the youngest in charge, my nephew, Andrew Thompson. What's good, Andrew? He told me I was in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the last podcast, man, it, it, was, it was Father's Day, man, so I was hanging with Pops. We was at no a doubt, no and stuff doubt. like that. It was. It, I had a good time, man. Hanging hang with my dad, man. So I, I had to take that day, man. I, I couldn't miss out on Father's. I, I try not to ever miss out on Father's Day, man. I always like to kick with pops whenever I can. So, yeah, that, that was a good time, and uh, I'm glad y'all brothers had a good show. Glad to be back. Glad to see y'all again, man. And uh, I'm ready to talk some graps as always. But I, but Nate, mm-hmm. I, I heard through the grapevine, Nate and Chris. I heard through the grapevine. I think we got somebody joining us. I heard, heard yeah. that through a report. I don't know if you it's confirmed though. Confirmed. How many sources you got on there, Andrew? I, I think I got about one, two sources on it, man. I, I done heard, <laughs> I heard some stuff. I, I don't know if it's true, Nate. I don't know if it's true. Uh, well, let, let's see. Let's see who is the mystery man. Is this story true? Uh, Andrew, you are correct. In fact, we do have a guest joining the program this week. And this brother, he might be a new face to the postmarks out there uh, who are watching and listening this edition of the program. But he is no stranger to the listeners of the Kings of Sport podcast. As he is, you know, that, that's how quick this brother is. He's jumping from side to side. He's so happy to be here, y'all. Uh, uh, that's, that's only, that's, that joke only makes sense if y'all are watching the uh, video uh, version. Yeah, the video version. The people listen uh, to the podcast are like, fuck you. Yeah, about? I know people listen to the podcast like, what the hell is he talking about? Uh, but this brother, you know, he stepped up uh, when Chris became the official co-host of the Kings of Sport, Andrew, and he has joined us. And basically, he, he's, he's an everyman. Like, he, he is a... Uh, uh, co-host, kind of, sort of. He's Swiss a producer, kind of, sort of. You know, he eat that Swiss Army knife. He like a Swiss <laughs> chocolate Army knife. Uh, that's what this brother brings to the table. Uh, but, but yeah, this is a good dude. He's been uh, following the Kings of Sport for a little minute, minute. Uh, and he reached out to Chris and I, and we had a conversation with him and brought him on a couple shows. And so far, man, the people seem to be digging what he's bringing to the table. And, you know, just to tease something that might not happen for a few months, but he, we, we got something special in the works with, with Ray and some people that you might have heard here on Post Wrestling, particularly here on the NWA podcast for the Kings of Sport uh, podcast feed. But that's, that's another story for another day. But this brother's joining us to talk all things wrestling tonight because in addition to being a big sports fan, he is a big wrestling uh, aficionado. So uh, it is my pleasure to introduce to the Post Wrestling audience, Raimondo Williams, a.k.a. Ray the Rookie, a.k.a. Sugar Ray, a.k.a. 10-Day Ray. Hey, what's going on, gentlemen? It's always a pleasure to get to talk to you guys, but especially just this being my first time. Uh, it's a bucket list to be able to <laughs> go ahead and talk with all the folks on the Post Wrestling Network. I've been following for a long time, even when it was known as a as another name in another company. Mm. We won't get into that. <laughs> but I don't uh, think by law we can talk about that. But it's always a pleasure to get to talk to you, Nate and Chris. And I'm mm-hmm. glad to finally get a chance to chop it up with Andrew as well. 
I've been seeing he's been doing great things um, with post wrestling for the last few years. So just honored and privileged once again to be on with you guys and especially to be on post wrestling. Yeah, we're glad, glad to have, to have you, you Ray. Yes, yeah, always good to chop it up with you, brother. But Andrew, I feel like now that we got all the all the players in place, let's let's talk about what we're here to talk about this month. We got a couple big stories, uh, but of course, you are uh, the resident journalist here. You the newsman, so uh, we gonna pass the pass the baton to you, brother, and let you uh, introduce our first story of the month. All right, so look, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna start off with the good stuff first, and then we're gonna track it. <laughs> you know, it, it I, 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 I feel like that's the theme here at NWA. Like we always start off, you know, saying with the good news, you know, right. we hear, here come, come uh, from a couple black brothers, a couple black sisters that did some amazing things in the business. Then, like as we track down, <laughs> it's, it, it's it's always some foolishness, <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it never fails. But we gonna start off with this one. Uh, it, uh, for for those of you who are going to uh, uh, see see the um the graphic for this show uh, at Impact Slammiversary pay per view recently, Leo Rush became the Impact X Division champion, and Trinity fought too. Became mm. the Impact Knockouts World Champion. Trinity defeated Deanna Peraza at Slammiversary. Uh, I saw the match; it was a real solid match. Um, I think this was Trinity's first singles title victory. I think since she won the SmackDown Women's Championship, I think that was back in like 2017. Mm. I believe that was. Yeah. Um, we, we we talked about this uh, months ago on, on right here on the podcast about the the, the prospect of Trinity versus Deanna Peraza. Um, at, at Slammiversary when Trinity first put out her schedule, like when she laid out like how long she was going to be in Impact. And mm-hmm. we were sort of talking about like, um, you know, what whether, because at, at, at the time, the dates that she had listed was just, it, it stopped after the post Slammiversary taping. So yep. the, nat- the natural assumption was like, maybe she'd probably wrap up after that. But I don't think that's the case now because she's not World Knockouts World Champion. But Nate, I wanted to kick it over to you first, man. Uh, what did you think about you know, Trinity Fatu becoming the Knockouts World Champion because we talk about Leo Rush as well. And also, uh, a common theme that someone this show, man, guess who was backstage for Trinity's big moment? Mercedes mm. Monet mm. and Tamina mm. were, were, were both present. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we got we got it. We got to give it to him. And so let me let me let me let the, the audience in on a little secret, you know, behind the curtains, Andrew. And maybe this is something, you know, for you and Ray and Chris that y'all might not have, have peaked. Uh, when we do these programs, you know, everything might seem like, hey, we just come together. We talk, uh, you know, about what we want to talk about, express our feelings. But there's an intentionality behind pretty much everything on the NWA podcast, even down to the uh, wardrobe, brothers. And so let me show you all what I'm wearing uh, this evening for the program. <laughs> I had to run it back one time. For the people out there, and I, I mentioned on Twitter before, like maybe about an hour ago or so, man. Like, you know, you 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 can take me out of Impact Wrestling in terms of being an everyday viewer, Andrew, but you can't take that impact out my heart, brother. <laughs> like you could, like I know Chris ain't a medical doctor, you know he he's a doctor of, of education and whatnot. But you can put a stethoscope on his heart, Chris, and you ain't gonna hear no regular heartbeat rhythm. You are gonna hear mm-hmm. TNA. <laughs> TNA, TNA, because that, that's where I come from, Chris. That's where I come from, right? right? So, so the thing with TNA, and I think we talked about this um, a couple uh, episodes ago, Andrew. So probably back in uh, April or May, in that Impact Wrestling, despite its kind of reputation that has been, you know, earned uh, in a lot of cases over the years, mm-hmm. has been pretty solid for at least the last five years. Yeah, yeah. 
at least the last five years. And so when you've got people that are thinking about like, oh, this is TNA, like we, you know, we, we you know, we ain't messing with that. Oh, this is impact, same old impact. We ain't messing with that. I think the way I look at impact now is impact back in the day was like this big singer that like, you know, played Chicago and LA and, and, and Boston and, and, you know, Manhattan and all the top spots, you know what I'm saying? And they, whether, whether it was a drug issue or contract issues, they flamed out. And now, you know, let's say 15, 20 years later, there are, they the hottest singer in the Pacific Northwest in Portland and in Seattle and in Montana. But that's, that's about as far as their audience can go because of the mistakes that were made in the past. And so that's kind of where impact is, Andrew. I feel like they, this current group, right, whether you're talking about backstage or the performers in ring, have done nothing to warrant, like, people giving them the side eye or people not giving them credit. Mm-hmm. But because of the mistakes of the past, you don't get a lot of love for Impact, and it's a shame because they've been doing some damn good work for the past five years. So bringing it to what happened at uh, Slammiversary, man, like, not only did we see uh, uh, Trinity, not only did we see our guy Leo, uh, we also saw Kenny King in the building so i like it was melanin mania was running wild ladies and gentlemen and i was here for it um we talked about trinity when she came in like she is somebody who just by virtue of who she is when she walked into that company she was already one of their top stars and mm-hmm. so i think the only thing that surprised me here andrew was like you said we thought you know yeah. she was gonna dip out for a minute you know maybe come back uh but it looks like she's here for the long haul at least for the foreseeable future, and I'm here for it, man. I think it's it's a good fit for her. It allows her to kind of spread her wings outside of that WWE structure, and people are seeing the kind of talent that she possesses. Um, with our guy Leo, man, and I know this is going to be some people, not the Postmarks, because the Postmarks got better sense than that. Mm-hmm. There's going to be some people that listen to this episode, you know, uh, a couple of days from now. They're like, oh, is, is, isn't he just going to quit again? And then look here, miss me with that bullshit. Uh, you, you're not a gang member. You're a tourist, because this brother, you know, is... <laughs> It's somebody, man, and we talked about when he came to uh, AEW, Andrew, when he was, what was he, uh, LBO, Leo? LBO, Leo, yeah. Yeah, like this is a dude I think that you can, if you put him in the right position, yeah, he ain't the biggest dude in the world, Andrew, but the boy can wrestle, the boy can talk, like the brother's bad. And I think if he, he to me feels like an artist, you know what I mean, that, that needs to feel like the, the people he is working with have his back as much as he has theirs. And maybe that's why some situations haven't worked out for the best in the past. But that's I think you can, you can make a lot of money with a dude like Leo Rush. And in a company like Impact that is not so obsessed with size, like I could, I could easily see Leo being a world champion if he decides to stay here. So they, they, I, I, they I thought the moves uh, was great, Andrew. And yeah, like mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm Impact. Impact been good, man. If y'all haven't checked out Impact, give it a try because they are doing some good work down there. I said they actually teased that um, on on the most recent episode of Impact. Like as you know, when you got the exhibition title, you can cash in for the option C. He teased that, and also real quick, just on Leo Rush, real quick. Want to definitely send uh, hope hope that brother doing well because he was wrestling at uh, at Merlin Championship Wrestling, I believe, yesterday, and he was in the Shamrock Cup. And I saw a tweet that he had injured his shoulder, and then that's mm. the same shoulder that he had the surgery on that put him out for a while. So and it, it's nothing to fit like I'm talking about as far as like a further update as of like as we're talking right now, but. Hopefully it's nothing, you know, too, you know, catastrophic or anything like that. It's just a little minor little thing up and, you know, he'll be back or whatever right. like that. But, uh, yeah, ho- hopefully Leo Rush doing good. But I just want to kick it over to our guest, Ray, and then we kick it over to Chris. But, Ray, uh, 
what, what did you think about Trinity becoming the Knockouts World Champion? Uh, and what, what do you think about Leo Rush becoming the X-Division Champion? And sort of what, what do you see uh, as far as the ceiling for those two individuals, along with Kenny King as well? Um, what do you see the ceiling as far as, like, where, where they can take those uh, respective championships? Well, congrats to both Leo and uh, Trinity. And I know you've mentioned this before on these very podcasts, Nate, but where are the people who are saying now, oh, Trinity, she's just getting dragged by Mercedes. Mm, mm. It's like, we don't know. She can't control herself. She's just going along with her friend. But now look where she is now. (laughs) It's like, look where she is now. And and a lot of has been going. And a lot of spotlight, rightfully so, has been going to Mercedes with all the stuff that she's been doing with New Japan and um, with that women's promotion over there in Japan as well. and of course, with the Mandalorian and the stuff that she's been mm-hmm. doing in the mainstream as well. But just trust that people know exactly what they're going to do once things happen. It, it, it's just like Trinity, she found a way and she took some time off and is glad to see that things are paying off. And especially within that women's division, especially within Impact, who quiet as it's kept, although, yes, it has been growing up in popularity, but thinking of all the champions that have been getting hurt and think of all the people that have been dropping off, whether it be with um, Josh Alexander or whether it be with a Mickey James mm-hmm. who opened up the door for the championship to be open. So, um, and I think Diana Perrazzo, she, she beat Diana Perrazzo. That's a great division. That knockouts division. Knockouts is- division been legit for a minute. Yeah. Bro. A long mm-hmm. while, especially with the folks, uh, Perrazzo, as I mentioned, and um, Jordan Grace, of course, yep. Masha Slamovich. And yep. it's nice to see that she's getting her due now. And now people can see, because I know when she was in WWE, a lot of people were like, well, she's flashy, but can she really be an athlete that can carry the division or that can carry a match Mm -hmm. and that can really lift up a division. Now we get a chance to see that as far as Leo Rush is concerned, um, always proud for that brother. He's been going all over, especially with him just coming off the uh, super juniors in new Japan. And now he's getting an opportunity. Albeit it was like one minute that he beat him in, but he still was able to cash in on that opportunity. And hopefully like Andrew said, um, it's not a really serious injury that he sustained last night. And shout out to Maryland Championship Wrestling. They're really mm-hmm. doing all awesome things over there. Shout out to Dr. Dio as well. He's good folks as well. He's a great promoter of black wrestling. Yeah, he's doing great stuff out there. But, yeah, um, like I've really, especially with all that stuff that happened with Leo and WWE, as far as Mark Henry and throwing him under the bus, it's like, and as far as him being vulnerable and coming out with mm-hmm. the yeah, and I think he spoke with you as well about this, Andrew, about the mental uh, mm. mental health issues that he's been such <clears throat> he's been going through like pretty mm-hmm. much for a long while, and so for him to be able to come on on a bigger stage with uh, TNA or with Impact Wrestling and be able to win this championship, hopefully again. All is well. The shoulder will heal. It's not that serious. And then he can really, just like Trinity, show why mm-hmm. he's one of the best. 
I don't want to limit him to being one of the best cruiserweights or one of the best high flyers because I think, especially with his personality, if they just let that personality shine through and he could be, yeah, especially I think he can, and I know Chris Bay, who's a terrific wrestler in his own right, Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. Leo has, like, I think he has that charisma in spades, just like Chris Mm -hmm. Bay or even more so. So I think that if you could just shoot the rocket on him, he can yeah. climb up to the top. Yeah, and real quick, I want to mention uh, T. Anthony in the uh, comment section was disappointed uh, that he didn't get the Motor City machine guns with Saban using option C on Shelly, but he I, does. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I, I kind of wanted to see it, but I get it though because you I, I think Motor City they show they such an established like yeah. fixture within the impact. Mm-hmm. Like you 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 don't want to you know start dibbling and dabbing around with that because like once you like you do the turn and then like you gotta bring right. it together. Ain't nobody got time. That'd be like Kobe <laughs> turning on Big E. Like yeah, nah, it, we ain't it, we ain't here for that dog. It, it, it's, it's no point. It's no point. Uh, but like but real quick, Andrew, speaking of comments, if y'all do want to get your comments read, uh, we will be checking the comments as uh, the show goes on. But the way to jump the line, the way to get to the front of the line uh, is to hit that super chat button, smash that super chat button, let us know uh, that you want to get your thoughts heard in this conversation, and we will get to them. Uh, also, real quick, as a point of uh, clarification, Ray, uh, I didn't mean to do this in front of you, uh, do this to you in front of everybody, but um, you you didn't bring me Chris. Me and Chris water bottles on the last edition of the Kings of Sports. So there's going to be consequences and repercussions, young brother. You know, you got to respect the OGs in the locker room, player. Uh, I'm to say, we'll, we'll, just doing real quick on Leo Rush, man. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, honestly, like, I, I think with Leo, like, without knowing him personally, I, I think that at heart, he's a journeyman. Like, he's mm-hmm. one of those people that likes to go, like, a variety of different places. And he knows mm-hmm. he can fit anywhere. Yeah. And, like, you know, albeit sometimes. In, in these comedies, there's been like situations where it's, it's un- unfortunately come to an end. But I feel like at heart, that's like how Leo kind of is because he's like he he goes in a variety of different companies. It's about the experiences, so, and, and he and he sort of like finds his way, mm-hmm. and he's able to like craft his own and like sort of corner his own spot. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And make it work. And, and and then for Leo, for him to be 28 years old and a that's vet, the thing, that's, be, that's the craziest thing, Andrew. This dude been yeah. around for a minute, minute, so, and he's yeah. still not even 30 yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he took, took 28 years old and to be a veteran, to be in Ring of Honor, then AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, PWG, Japan. Japan. Like the dude has literally been everywhere at the, like, again, at the age of 28 years old. And mo- most wrestlers, bro, they don't even really hit their crime until they like 35, 36. Like, if you, I mean, it, 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 there's wrestlers who, like, you know, they, they get it way earlier than that, of course. But I'm talking about some wrestlers. They, they just hit that like sort of next gear, mm-hmm. like when they saw that in their mid thirties and stuff like that. And to see when, when the is, mental catches up to the physical, that that's that's like that's a great point right there. But like when, when Leo, like I'm just saying him now, man, and I'm just like I, 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 I I'm very curious to see like where he'll be in like you know four to five years in, in mm. terms of pro wrestling. So it's definitely interesting. And, and, and Trinity, like I, we we talked about it countless times in terms of her uh her time at WWE. I, I always felt like, especially over over the last like three or four years like they they viewed her as a part of that old guard that was going to help you know just usher in the next generation and Mm -hmm. of course of course that's always a a positive thing you always want to build up the the people that's going to take up you know after those current individuals are you know uh no longer on that full-time type of schedule you know years down the line you always want to start building up the next generation but i feel like trinity they 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 sort of put her in that position too early and they sort of viewed like they they tried to like flatter into this one thing but like I think that now she has this opportunity 
you know, unfortunate as the the, the situation that occurred in WWE because you know she's spoken about it, you know, publicly that you know in, in various interviews that it hurt, you know, the, about how that whole situation with WWE unfolded. Saying that she's been there for a real long time mm-hmm. in her career, so um, it, it, I'm I'm glad to see her, you know, thriving and impact. You know, it, it seemed like she having a good time. Like when I hear her talking to these interviews, she seemed like she having fun. Locker room embracing her, um, and, and I, I remember even Chris had said, um, I think it was about two months ago in the NBA podcast, like. When we talk about the possibility of her winning a knockout title, I remember Chris was like, "You need to put a knockout title on." She the biggest star in the in the women's division. Like mm-hmm. she ba- biggest star mm-hmm. in the. I was saying biggest star in the company, company damn near. Like when you, mm-hmm. you talk about like just popularity and notoriety, and I'm not even, not even just from a personal <clears> aspect. When she was on Total Divas and and, and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff, like Trinity guys, a she had a name that that yeah. is coming. And in she's the, somebody you can send out yeah. to like talk shows and like when you're in different she, she, towns. She was on, uh, what, what was what, what's, oh, what's that? Was, was Sherry Shepard? That's oh, yeah, yeah, Sherry Shepard. She, 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 she was on the Sherry Shepard and promoting Impact. Like, mm-hmm. they, they, they had her introduce as Impact Wrestling Superstar. Which I can't him. remember, Andrew. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's bring it <laughs> yeah. back. Let's bring it back. Let, I can't hey, remember. Kick, kick, kick that over to Chris. When you, uh, the last you, time yeah. you had an Impact Wrestling star actually promote Impact on, like, outside of, like, these local shows. You know what I mean? Like, they always yeah. promote when they're in somebody's town. In, in, in NGN 6. <laughs> yeah. But, like, like yeah. they, they gave your boy Terrence from Florida the, the bag, Chris. They gave this man the bag. Yeah. And he couldn't be bothered one time, Chris. Yeah, not, not one once. time yeah. to say Impact Wrestling on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno yeah. or on, on the Good Morning America. This brother couldn't couldn't form those words, form his lips to say those mm-hmm. words. But, you know, you got Trinity out here on Sherry Shepard's show, which is a nationally syndicated show, promoting Impact Wrestling. And I think that's a beautiful thing. So what do you think about Trinity, Chris, as well as Leo Rush? And uh, I got Kenny King, uh, BDC for life out here. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, well, shout out to uh, Kenny King. Um, I've met him a few times at different uh, conventions. I'm sure there's a, a picture of me and him on either my Facebook or Twitter. Um, Y'all used good, to be dude, male man. dancers together? Nah, nah not that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's, he's, a good, he's a good dude, man. Yeah, shout he's, out to Kenny um, King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, I don't know if he's still with that that woman he was with the last time I saw him in 2017. Um, but but that woman was all kinds of fine. marriage already, bro. Well, I already <laughs> told my wife about her. Like, this, 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 like, he, like, I was looking at him, and then the woman he was with looked. She was out of this world, man. Mm. Uh, but shout out to uh, Kenny King, and I was like, like that <laughs> player, now, man. Now, now, Chris, now Chris got beef with Omas and Kenny. Look and Kenny King, and it's, Kenny. it's, it's oh, on nah, nah, nah. <laughs> look, 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 you can you can appreciate somebody's woman without wanting to steal her, you know. We got Chris Steely over here. Uh, Real real quick, though, Chris, uh, talking about Kenny King before you go on to your other point, I I will say, and I don't even know if this episode is available anywhere. I don't even remember at the time. I think we published it, but I'm not quite sure. Uh, When Brian Mann and I were doing uh, Review and Impact back in the day, this was when Mm -hmm. Impact had moved to, uh, I want to say it was Destination America. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and this was like at the height of the BDC versus Drew McIntyre right. and the Rising. And, yeah, where uh, they had the brawl to open up the show. Yes, they had the brawl to open up yeah. the first episode of yeah, Destination yeah. America, which is actually a pretty decent little angle. 
Uh, they had uh, John was able to get Kenny King uh, on for me and Brian. I don't think Brian was able to make it. So I think it might have just been like me and Kenny King uh, mm-hmm. for about 15 minutes or so, 20 minutes. Uh, and and he like he he was a great uh, interview and yeah. he even like was joking that he'd heard like we was uh, you know with with MVP last name Kenny King we was calling him MLK out here on these streets uh, he he heard yeah. he heard uh, but yeah. but like I just think this is another brother Chris um, that is somebody who I feel like can kind of get pigeonholed sometimes. And yeah, so I'm glad yeah, yeah. Kenny is in a place. And, and that's the thing, Ray. It's not always about the size of the stage. It's about uh-huh. does the stage fit what you bring to it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I'm glad, right. you know, Kenny's getting this kind of uh, another act yeah. here in Impact. Because the brother has always been. Like, you can make the argument. And I will make the argument, Andrew Thompson. I'm going to say it. You know what I'm saying? Don't, don't, don't hate the player. Hate the game. I'm going to say it. Kenny King is by far the greatest graduate of tough enough in the history of tough enough graduates, right? Bar none, bar yeah, none. He's, Kenny King is that dude. Yeah, he's the season he was on. He should have won it. it was that the Maven him. season? Um, it was the season after that. That was the one. Um, uh, was it, that the one Nidia won? It was, it was the one where the two women won: Jackie Gata and uh, Linda Miles. Oh was snap, that Linda Miles. Let, yeah. Hold on, wait, what was, 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 is Linda Miles? But was that was that? That was Shaniqua. She was the Bashams. With the Bashams, oh, yes, yes. Dog. Hold on, wait, bro. When I was I was on this kick like in 2021, bro. When I was trying to interview like every like um, wrestler that had like seemed like they fell off the face of the earth. Uh-huh. Like, I, 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 like, <laughs> I was like re- reaching out to like these, and Linda was one of those people, bro. I could not. Find nothing like I, wow. I, I got. I, I got to. I, yeah. I got a contact with this um this reporter who had interviewed her back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. And he, yeah. he, get, he sent me her email, but it, it was like I, I guess it, it was like must be like the funk or something like that because it, it, it yeah. sent me like an error message back. Yeah, bro, I I, I always wonder what happened to her because like she she was yeah. like a, a fixture with the Bashams and, and the Cabinet and JBL and, and yep. all mm-hmm. them, and I was like, what but, oh my god, man, yeah, you just, you I, just I saw. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. I saw Maven like um probably around oh seven oh eight. Yeah, you told me um, that like like maybe he wasn't yeah. feeling he wasn't feeling being yeah, Maven. Yeah, he though, was right? not trying to be recognized, man. This this mm. was like in New York. I saw him um at at the club out there, and I was like, oh Maven, he like <laughs> look look he look like he wanted to to drop a nigga for drop kick your ass at the club like he did the Undertaker the Royal Rumble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should have pulled your phone and started playing his theme song. You let let everybody. That's your that's your answer now. But yeah, but yeah. So um, yeah, Kenny. If, like the the word deserves often gets overused in in wrestling and stuff and in life pretty much because nobody really gets what they deserve you know no. what I'm saying because if that was the case then um Kenny King should have been a way bigger star in wrestling um mm-hmm. than he has been you know um he's always been a good worker he should have won that season uh, uh, tough enough but I, I I think they didn't want to give two black people um the the winner slot that year so they went with him with Jackie Gata and, and Linda. Uh, Linda Miles. Um yeah and you know it too, was what it too, was. too many gimmicks we can't have both of them yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, yeah exactly. Um but the wrestling business if you allow it to 
um, especially if you are black, it will drive you crazy. Mm. Um, even uh, with uh, our boy uh, Jonathan Gresham, where he mm. like I, I would listen to an interview with him, and he he admitted that he did not handle his uh, AEW departure, his ROA departure, in the right way. And that was big of him to admit that, you know, because he just kind of he was angry, and I understood. Right. And, and some and sometimes when you're in wrestling, like ACH and stuff, mm-hmm. the the things that you get saddled with, you still have to maintain a level of professionalism, and it's not an easy thing to do. In the defense right. of Leo Rush, um, I don't think anybody in WWE or in AEW for that matter saw a career trajectory higher for him than what they had him booked at. You know, Mm -hmm. I think he was kind of, that's where he was going to be at. So um, him being a a journeyman wrestling and going from place to place and maintaining his other careers um, in retrospect is probably the best thing he could probably do for himself. Mm -hmm. Cause I just don't like, I just don't think, I don't know what Tony Khan's um, vision he had for um, Leo Rush is. And the thing with, with, with AEW criticism that I'm starting to let levy at them a little bit more is I remember in WC when WCW underutilized guys, were in WCW and WCW didn't know what they had with them, they'd go to WWE and become big stars, you know, like talking about Mankind, Triple H, Steve Austin, even Road Dog, you know, just so many guys that were underutilized in WCW, they'd go to WWE and then WWE would find talent in them um and i can't really think of any has done that with that much like cody rhodes cody rhodes um his wwe's career is 100 um in thanks thanks in part to aew yes but they haven't really gotten wwe guys in aew and it's like, oh, they're utilizing these guys to like WWE didn't know what they had with these guys, you know. Right. And I, I think that's gonna become a constant criticism with AEW if they keep Except for Sting. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, Sting is a, and he, he doesn't count, but yeah, yeah. Sting Not is, I, 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 I would say one, one of the people in that conversation, you, you mocks for sure. Because Mox is like well, Mox was WWE World Champion. I don't think WWE didn't know what they had with no, Mox. no, no, no. That, that, yeah, that, that. yeah, yeah. I think I, I just, think the difference is with AEW, like with because I could say like Brian feels freer in AEW. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I think yeah, they, 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 they're they, not making yeah. them bigger, but they are giving them more freedom, which allows them to <clears throat> maybe show off sides of their personality and sides of their performance that WWE wasn't allowing because it didn't fit the parameters of the machine. Right, yeah, I think that's a better um, explanation for it because I do, I do think you're they're gonna come to a point where it's like you gotta, you gotta do something with because even um, what's what's the guy's name, um, EC three, you know, mm-hmm. TNA did make him a bigger star 
than he was in in. Oh, he was um, a way bigger star in TNA than he was in WWE. Mm-hmm. And then he went back to WWE and he turned they they put him back right back at scrub status, you know. Yeah. So and it's then he like, had to go um, in and control his narrative. Control narrative. That's, that's what yeah. happens, Chris. Right. That that that, that yeah. shit been cooked ever since. <laughs> cooked <laughs> ever since, bro. Like, yeah, bro, it's, he, it's, it's, he, I'm about to say what easy. Like, but when I'm thinking about that, like, I was like, especially you talking about his TNA run, like they, yeah. like, like, like both of y'all just said, name Chris, like they made him <clears throat> into like their biggest star or one mm-hmm. of their biggest stars in the company. Right. He went. To, he went back to WWE, had a semi-successful run in NXT, and then boy, when he got caught up to the main yeah, roster, they was, was like, over. "Yeah, mm-hmm. they was yeah. like, no sir." Right. Yeah, and that's just kind of like a thing that's missing in wrestling right now. You know, like um, and a lot of these guys that went to WWE back in the nineties, I think like stunning Steve Austin. I I would venture to say most people that were watching WCW in the early 90s saw what that guy could be, Mm -hmm. you know, before he got to WWE. Yeah, maybe not a world champion, but he was going to go pretty far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really, yeah. And I think that, that, um, and that's what I want to see from like these companies. Like if you, you, you take a guy that wasn't doing anything where he was at before Mm -hmm. and you turn him into something that bigger than he ever imagined being, you know? And I will say that, 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 that um, AEW 100% did that with Cody Rhodes. Um, I I don't care what anybody says. AEW is the reason why Cody Rhodes is in his WWE position today Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. with, with, um, with a Naomi, a, a Trinity, um, I'm not going to call her by her slave name again. Uh, with, <laughs> I was waiting for with, that. I was waiting for that. With Trinity, um, she, um, I don't know. I, I think Impact is the best place for her to go because I don't think AEW would have wanted her unless she was going to sign a three-year contract. Mm-hmm. And she might not be in a place where she wants to do that at the moment. Right. And impact is going to kind of let her. Is and, 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 and this is, this is all reckless speculation for me. So I'm going to go ahead and put the disclaimer mm-hmm. out there to protect, you know, post wrestling and post wrestling enterprises. But I also think if uh, Trinity went to AEW, there would always be that constant thing from the front office. Like, Hey, what, what's your girl up to? Mm-hmm. Hey, you, you talk to your girl yeah. lately? Hey, hey, you know, you think you can get Sasha on the line? You think, hey, what's Mercedes up to right now? Yeah. You texting her lately? I think there would always be that pressure from management to, like, try to bring in Mercedes. And to me, that diminishes Trinity. And it shouldn't be like, you shouldn't want me just because of who I know. Not, with, with, with Trinity, like, in, in terms of, like, a possibility of, like, a running AEW, I, I, I was curious about, like, what that would look like and, like, how that would sort of go. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I think just looking at AEW's women, I, I think that, it, it takes a minute for, um, you know, for for them to sort of book, book people into the into a, like a yes. stable position. Like even with right. we look at, we're we gonna talk about um, Athena. Uh, we, we can talk about Athena in a little bit, but like when she came in AW, like it, it was like she she was hot. You know what I'm saying? Like of course, it's like anybody is who like comes in from you know they got the yeah they got to get all the aura around them and then like one hundred she 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 and then she sort of like drifted off a little bit and she yeah. got filled to the wayside yeah. and the next thing you know this opportunity came about with Ring of Honor and like and now she's having the best 
running her career. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think Athena's doing her best. Like, we're we going to talk about all that later. But I, yeah. I, I think I, th- I, I really do agree with Chris with the fact that I think Impact is the best fit for Trinity right now because they they, they realize the the star that they have in her. They know the popularity mm-hmm. that she they has. They value her. It, it, even the online, like, like interactions and social media attention that she draws just from the fan base that she's garnered over the last, you know, having like a decade plus that, but mm-hmm. she's been in the business. You know what I'm saying? She has like a, a really solid follower who back her, like, and they're going to go wherever she goes and yep. support her everywhere she goes and stuff like that. So I, 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 when, I, when I'm looking at, as far as like a long-term future with Impact, I can definitely see that. But I think one of the benefits with Impact is that they do have the um, ability to offer like those, you know, three-year deals and stuff like that. But also at the same time, they're willing to work with talents to be like, hey, if you want to do these, you know, like you want to do like a five-month, like we can mm-hmm. do that. Like we just we literally just saw that with Nick Aldis. Nick Aldis came in, he came back in April, wrapped yeah. up, and it's July. Had a three little, had a quick three-month little stint. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I, I think that benefits yep. a lot of people. Yeah. They, Especially in this era of pro wrestling, when you come to talking about being on national television, there is a lot of wrestlers who, you know, you said you once you sign to either WWAW, normally the thing is, you know, they want you for at least two, three years at, at the max. You know, they they want they want yeah. you there for that longer period mm-hmm. of time, and I, I think that mm-hmm. it, it benefits a lot of wrestlers who are impact in, in impact because they're able to continue work the indies, they're able to go X, Y, and mm-hmm. Z while working that sort of tape. Because I mean, the yeah. tape schedule is like really. Yeah. Solid, I, I think, for a lot yeah. of brands, it benefits a lot of brands. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. And WWE is wanting to sign people for like five year contracts now. Yeah, they, 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 like, they, they, they lock it. They try yeah. to lock people down, bro. They try yeah, to lock people yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's like it, it, when you when you are in a position like that, that is a long time to be signing any kind of contract. Mm-hmm. Bro, even he, he, three he was, years I, is a little long too. But um, I, I was about to say, bro, like even um. Five years. Oh, there you go. No, that's it. Go ahead. Oh no, I was about to say like even with um with MLW and and Jacob Fatu, like they they locked them into mm. like I think he signed like twenty twenty five, bro. That's mm. a long mm. ass time. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, bro? Like like I I, I remember I, that that story came. I think it was like twenty twenty one or twenty twenty. Like twenty twenty five. You know how right. shit changes yeah. in a year. Yeah. yeah. Let alone, like I, I don't know about that, but like, um, like just I, I know we we got other other stuff we gonna touch on, but like I, I want to kick it over to, uh, to 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 Ray real quick, just like your overall summed up thoughts about like what the future of uh, Trinity's running impact could look like, because obviously she knows she's gonna be here post Slam anniversary. Um, any potential challenges that you potentially see, potentially see, where I know like she's been doing like stuff with Jashil Saw. That's kind of been like a common yeah. thing, like leading up to her uh, getting the knockouts title. You got. You know, your Taylor Wilds in the division, you got your Kyle Kings, you got mm. your Killer Kelly and Monster Slamovich who have the knockouts yep. world tag team champions right now. Um, mm. Like, what, what, what do you see as far as, like, you know, the, the future of, of, of Trinity and Impact Wrestling? And, and could you see her, um, you know, may, may, maybe possibly making a home at Impact, you know, maybe signing like a, maybe a long term deal with the company if, you know, things continue to track in the right direction? Well, as I said before, I, I, I really do believe that. This is a time for her to make a name for herself as far as proving that she can be a top draw within that division. Uh, like you, like all of you have already stated um, before, she's pretty much the biggest star in that company. Mm-hmm. And so, again, I think the onus is going to be, all right, well, let's, ha- let's see if she can prove that she can be in there with some of the best re- wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers in the world now. Let's see that she can prove that she can be at the top and that she can lead that. And 
you know, shoot that on to either further superstardom. And I would love to see her jump into other stuff as well. I know she she does great stuff with music. I love to see mm. that jump off. I love mm-hmm. to see her jump off as far as with the acting because I know she's been getting into that. And a great point that you made as well, um, Andrew, is everybody's wondering, or I think it was you, Nate, everyone's wondering, oh, what's going on with your friend? What, is she mm-hmm. going to come up? Well, now she can prove that, hey, the spotlight, the glow, if you will, should Ooh, be on okay, me. Okay. See, I, I, I'm I'm digging the wordplay, Nate. I'm trying to pick up on that. So, <laughs> The student has become the teacher. <laughs> but, yeah, it's her time to prove that, hey, maybe the shine should be more focused on me. And I do think because the, the door's always going to be open as, as long as the relationships are are kept within, like, as far as with the talent. And if she does ever want to go back, because people keep asking. I know people keep asking Jimmy Uso, hey, mm-hmm. uh, hey, you talking to her? How, how's she doing? And I know he just recently, along with his brother, did an uh, interview with Ariel Helwani. Mm-hmm. And then people always asking me, I don't know what she's, she's just going to do her own thing. I'd love to have her on the road with it. So I think that door is always going to be open. But again, as you guys were saying, I really think the time is now in order for her to go ahead and grab that proverbial grass ring and prove that she can be not just one of the, not just one of the prettiest faces or not just one of like the, superstars as far as like her not aura but as far as her reputation Mm -hmm. as far Mm -hmm. as her being in wwe and all the time that she's logged in there but to prove that she's a phenomenal worker as well and to prove that she deserves to be on the top and to lead an organization and i did want to touch on uh kenny king real quick as well and i know we do have some people in the chat i know uh, Huang Nguyen, thanks for joining us. Uh, Will Rallis, uh Portals. Look at this man Ray. This ain't even Ray's show. He out here I, producing. I can't turn the producer. Highlight the super chat because that's been there for a exactly. minute. Exactly. Yeah, um, I think that was dealing with NXT, uh, Chris's favorite show right now. Um, but I, I don't know if you guys wanted to jump into that right now. Um, yeah, well, uh, if, yeah, they move to the front of the line I, when we get the super chat. They don't want to talk about um, the the Westminster Dog Show. As long as they're sending us money, <laughs> the cat says, "Thank you for the super chat." The cat says, "Much love to the NWA crew." What do you all think about the greatest NXT North American champion ever? The top draw, Dominic Mysterio. Let me get on this real quick. Get on him, Andrew. <laughs> this, this, this man, this man. Well, oh no, wait, real quick. I'm gonna just say this man, Wesley. Is 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 without question the greatest no NXT North American champion of all time. Like, it, bro, it's, it's not even like an it's not even an opinion thing. Mm-hmm. It's just fact when you look yeah. at his title reign, like mm-hmm. the accolades he's achieved throughout this title reign. And like, mm-hmm. dude, I'm looking at some of the matches that Wes has had since winning the belt. Dude has like had nothing but like really solid, low, like really solid, good or great mm-hmm. matches either on television or at these NXT uh, premium live events. Like Wes. Mm-hmm. Wes is on one, like he he really is, and he's having like a really great one. I, I, th- th- there was a part of me like when, when they um when they did the title switch with Dominic, I I, I, I like when Dominic got his first title because again I, I don't want to discredit Dominic Mysterio and stop being like all oh, the but because he's dude like he I, I I I never thought that they would be able to sort of unlock what they've unlocked with Dominic. Mm-hmm. Like I, I I never thought like in a million years that this dude would probably be like the biggest heel. He 
Yeah. Pro- not even probably, probably like more, more than likely the biggest hill in the company in terms of like getting those consistent negative reactions that he gets on weekly television. It's like to a point where this dude lifts a mic and they won't even let him talk. Like it's like that, mm-hmm. that consistent. Mm-hmm. But what, what, when I saw when I saw the way that the match went down, and I mean it, it was. See, I think that Dominic, like, in terms of the in-ring work, it, it wasn't, like, the best, right. like, from Dominic's end. Because, like, you can tell he's what, – what, 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 when you talk about just in-ring work, strictly mm-hmm. in-ring work, Wes is, like, up here. Yeah. And Dominic is, like, right here. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because what Wes is, yeah. like – Yeah. I, I think you got like, Dominic a little bit higher than he deserves no, to be, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Bring that hand. No, no, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, yeah. when you're talking about just, just pure in-ring work, Wes yeah. is, like, level right. above. Dom's like, never going to be his dad. Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. Just, just in-ring work. Yeah. But, like, the, the – it, it was just like I, I thought that with Dominic got his first title when I was gonna be like, oh yeah, that's cool, happy mm-hmm. for him, yada, yada. But like, I don't, I, I don't know how I really felt about it. Just like the expense of Wes's title because he's been on such a great run. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he has the ma- He had the match um, against Mustafa Ali at Great American Bash, and I was like, pretty sure that's gonna be a, you know what I'm saying, some yeah. nice right there. But I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure they probably gonna round around go to like a triple threat or something like that. And we'll find out soon because that show is like next week anyway, or this week, this coming mm-hmm. week. So. But but I mean, well, like just just circling back around the West, like that, like that dude's like North American title run, like definitely needs to be commended for what for what he's done. But like mm-hmm. going, going back to the question that was asked, definitely want to touch on the super chat and let everybody else get a uh, touch on this too. Like Dominic, I mean, I mean, like Dominic is going to be um, really solid in, in terms of the character working and being able to yeah. boost the North American championship. He's going to be the most the, featured North American the, the champion. Mo- the most mm-hmm. featured North American mm-hmm. champion from taking it to Raw and taking it to SmackDown. Like, I think even last week, he was like, he, he main evented Raw, main evented NXT, and main evented uh, SmackDown, I, I believe. And he main evented SmackDown this past week with, with uh, Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, 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 I'm not going to hate on Dom. And, and to, to be fair yeah. to ex-con Dom, uh, nephew, like mm-hmm. that match with Wesley did draw ratings. It, it definitely did. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it definitely did draw ratings. It definitely did draw ratings. So I mean, I, I think that, I mean, the in ring work, but it, it's gonna come with time. Like, do, like Dominic, what he been at it for three years already. Like he debuted yeah. at SummerSlam 2020. So I mean, it, it, it's gonna come with time. Somebody three years in and to be drawing the attention that he has in terms of like these crowd reactions, I think he'll be. I, yeah. I think he'll be fine. Like he'll yeah, be and, fine. Andrew, that's one thing I did want to point out as well. Like he came in like at the pandemic, like yeah. right prior to. And he came in and not only not only did he come in and he went straight to like WWE working with his father and tag matches against like Brock Lesnar and stuff like he he did developmental for a little bit. And even prior to WWE, he did like some stuff on the indies for a little bit, but Mm -hmm. he still didn't have that exposure. So I think this is a phenomenal move on top or or on the WWE's part as far as not only having him kind of be the face of that North American mm-hmm. division right now, but also now you're back in developmental now. <laughs> so mm-hmm. now it's like you can get, because it's only so much work you can do like on the main stage when you got three pretty much of the hottest performers in your stable. Right. And A stable, like phenomenal. if anybody watched uh, True Hill Heat this morning or yesterday morning, Saturday morning, uh, like there are reports that, the WWE views the Judgment Day as the successor to the Bloodline story when that wraps up, right? And I mm-hmm. and I truly believe that too. And I and it kind of had me wondering why they were kind of teasing the um, dissension between Finn and between um, Damien Priest. Yeah. So, but 
I believe, yeah, that's that's picked up right up where the bloodline has left off, even though like the bloodline split or the bloodline civil war is still kind of getting those ratings in that aspect. But in terms of Dom, I just feel like this gives him a good outlet to go in a ring and get mm-hmm. a little bit better. Bring that, help him, help you, Andrew, bring that hand up a little bit more with Dom <laughs> and the concept. Yeah. Because Wesley, like, when you look at Wesley's accomplishments, even before he came into um, NXT, mm-hmm. like, he was doing stuff on the indies and he was trained by Sammy Callahan and mm-hmm. he, he was... Impact. Yeah, Impact. Yeah, he, Rascals. Impact, exactly. And he was getting those reps. And now you're seeing the polish and you're seeing, like, when he first came in as a tag team and now you're seeing him as a solo performer. So, and- two things, though, on that, because I, I want to I spin it back to Andrew. So, two things. Number one, I have noticed, though, you know, this is a disturbing trend for our guy, X-Con Dom. I've noticed most of his singles victories, you know, they've been over Xavier Woods, Paul Cruz, <laughs> Benjamin. Shelton Benjamin, Wesley. Oh, I ain't saying nothing, Andrew. I'm just saying his opponents, his victories seem to be a little Brock, Brock Lesnar-ish. If exactly. you know what I'm saying. I was just about to say. Um, New but Blark the second Lesnar. thing, Andrew, I, I want to spend to you in terms of when you talk about uh, uh, Dominic Mysterio in this position. Um, I think that, you know, he kind of benefits, A, from being in this group in the Judgment Day, but also, um, you know, he doesn't have to be the best in-ring worker, you know, at this time. He it's just got to get about the character, bro. He, right, the character's on it's fire. Character. He just got to get a little bit better yeah. in the ring. Yeah. I, I was about to say, and then on top of that, like, I, I would even add in the point that the Judgment Day, they benefit a lot from being in the ring with him because of the reaction that he draws. Like, yes. Dom, yes. Dominic even doing something as simple as him signaling to the crowd when he's on the tag, like when he's doing these tag matches with either Priest or, or, or Balor or however they mix it in, and him you know, signaling to the crowd or whatever like that, and they start showering in these boos at this dude. Like, Boo I, this I, man! Yeah, like, like yeah. The, 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 thing, the thing with Dominic, like, I mean, I I, I think the the, the in-ring work and him improving on that front is probably more than likely going to come with time when you just look at this, like, even what Ray said. Like, Dominic's first match ever, bro, was against... First match ever was against Seth Rollins at SummerSlam. First match at, like, no prior experience for this dude. Mm-hmm. Like, he came in mm-hmm. at a pay-per-view event and had a match against one of the company's best in ring in ring talents. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I think it's gonna come, but like it's still when I when I'm thinking about that match and that, uh, that match he had against Wesley, it, 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 it was kind of, you know, what I'm saying it was it, it, it was it, it was it wasn't the, the the prettiest exhibition. You know what I'm saying? It, right. it definitely wasn't that. But, but the but see the, the the thing about Dominic is like again, it's the character aspect of it. And, you know, of course, having the Judgment Day. And then the, but when you when you start when the NXT crowd when they start seeing like the Finns and the, and the Damians and the, and the Rias getting feel like it's sort of pushes away the um the 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 thought or the idea of, of what they sort of watching in, in ring and then sort of be able to right. focus on you know just the, mm-hmm. the, the the character aspect and the whole shebang of it all you, you know what i'm saying that they could the popping circumstance and they can focus mm-hmm. on that and you know get get uh fulfilled by by, by seeing all that but i mean i, I know yeah. one, one thing i do hope is like as far as wesley goes i hope that this means that you know possibly maybe he can sort of Move, move up to the next stage and, and, yeah, and start challenging yeah. for the for the NXT. I hope so. I, 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 mm-hmm. hope yeah, and the, I think I'm gonna have to be the bad guy on Uh-oh. this episode. Uh-oh. Um just say say good night to the bad guy. <laughs> just, Dominique Mysterio is not good. Don't don't do it, Chris. I have don't do to this. He, Dominique Mysterio has a lot of bells and whistles around him. <laughs> a lot of smoke and mirrors. 
yes, that accentuates his aura. Um, first, it was his father. Rey Mysterio Jr. Mm. is a goat. Yes. Mm-hmm. He is a undeniable top five, ten greatest wrestler of all time. No question. Easily the greatest cruiser rate ever in North America. Talk to mm-hmm. him, Chris. Um, Dominique is in a stable with the hottest woman. Mm-hmm. Mommy. Planet. Anytime you take Dominique Mysterio and take him away from his pops and take him away from his mom, take away from mommy, and you take <laughs> him away from any of the stuff that makes him him, it's never the the, the Cody Rhodes feud that he had. Mm. It exposed him, in my opinion. Really? I don't mm. you I think, think so? so. I, I don't, I don't I know about that, bro. The, the Cody, it was, it was a stupid nothing feud. He Damn. didn't. It was a squash match. It, but but, how, but it, how, how did that? I'm, I'm like genuinely curious. Like how did that? It exposed him as a guy on the roster. It didn't. It, it showed that he was. But not isn't, isn't that like super all he is though? In a way, like he's just another guy on the roster that's that's like beneficial to the the staple that he's in. But also, when you say Dominic is like surrounded by bills and whistles, he is the bill and whistle. that's like exactly what he he's the bill and whistle to the judgment day like they benefit from him he'd be like i mean i i get i get what you're saying in the sense of like you can you can argue dominic is a heat magnet no 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 you you can say it's a symbiotic relationship no no i mean i i I get what you're saying in terms of like it is like he he's not maybe as like cracked up as like people may think that when you're talking about strictly the in-ring work but like i i think it would be like sort of foolish to like deny like the the the, the strides in terms of like the the this character the, 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 the character and, and again what Chris Sand Chris Sand has had credence he's not just saying that I, I agree with what he's saying because he is it, it's a benefactor to him his father Ray Mysterio and nephew they had you can't discredit Rhea you can't discredit Finn you can't discredit Damian like he mm-hmm. benefits from each and every one of these individuals that he's in but also mm-hmm. within these respective programs he takes from these individuals like when he's in a few with Cody like it, it wasn't necessarily like this big thing like it like I, I i never viewed that i i i always viewed that that when they brought dominic out to come feud with cody is just like a bridge to, to just slow down until they could get back to the brock thing that's a side quest. but but when you're talking about dominic and, and being in the ring with cody he was holding his own in terms of the reaction of course they they booing the hell out of this dude but like it wasn't like he was just in there and everybody was just dead silent yeah but they he's hated in there with shit out cody Rhodes. But if he's no, but, in they, there, but they were reacting to Dominic, bro. Like, I mean, I, I yeah, I they. I, I think it's a code. I think it was more that you are wrestling our favorite person. I think if he was in there with Chad Gable, I don't mm. think people would have cared as much. I think Cody he, Rhodes is I mean, somebody that that audience cares about. I, I, I don't mean, think but, Dominic. But on a yeah. consistent basis, Dominic is getting these like it isn't just like a like that like it was that specific. <laughs> instance with Cody where he yeah. did like these absurd amount of booze. This is like a weekly thing and it's been but like it's, that for the last like, like, v- Vicky months. Guerrero was getting the same kind of heat nah. as yes, she was. She 100% was getting the same she was getting the same kind of heat that Dominique Mysterio was getting every single time. She wouldn't even have to talk. All <laughs> she'd have to do is put the microphone to her lips and before she said, excuse me, one time, she was getting booed. <laughs> this is the, the heat that um, Dominique is getting. They, they, I do not 
I do not trust his career trajectory mm-hmm. once this bloodline stuff is over with. The judgment day. Whatever. Judgment day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it runs I, together I think, after I think with, with Dominic, and this this might be a good time to I don't know what what your next story was, Andrew, but this might be a good time to kind of pivot to WWE. Uh, but I think that when you look at Dominic, he's got a very specific kind of heat, right? Like it's not X Pac heat, right? Like it's not go yeah. away heat, but they it is character, bro. It is we don't character. like you heat, right? Like it's like we like shut the hell up. Like we like we 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 sick of you, man, but we like to boo you. And I think that's a it's, difference. It, they, they hate the character, bro. Like that's yes, that's what we it won't is. It's boo the- you. I think that's a specific difference than from somebody like X Pac, where it's like we don't <laughs> see you at all, dog. Like <laughs> we ain't even got time for you, dog. <laughs> and then I, I do want to add. I, I do want to add as far as uh, Andrew's point. It's like, well, yeah, that's the character. It's like the character is a coward, <laughs> and yes. so it's like, and mm-hmm. he knows that he knows that he's not as good as Mummy. He knows that he's not as good as Finn. He knows that he's not as good as Damien. And I think that's why you're seeing the shortcuts, and that's why you're seeing like he's getting these reactions out of people. And I think. Again, it goes along to the fact that let him get some more experience. Right. Let him get some more time in the ring. I think that's but, what Chris's question is, Ray. I think Chris's, Chris's question is, what is the ceiling? I, 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 yeah. I, I think his ceiling is always going to be as far as who he's associated with. But also mm-hmm. at the same time, I think that Dominic at this specific point in his career has garnered enough of that heat to where he can carry it to other people. Like he mm-hmm. even in that match with NXT North America, when he was in the NXT North America Championship West, he was in there by, yes, Rhea and, and Finn and them came in towards the end. But in terms of like generating that type of reaction where people just do not want to see this dude succeed at all, that's all Dominic. When he was right. in there with West, they just did not want to see this dude succeed. They, they did not want to see this dude win this championship from West. And that, I think that's just because Dominic has been able to like take, take what he did with Ray and transfer that over to the Judgment Day. And it has followed him over to the Judgment Day. And you're seeing that on a consistent week-to-week yeah. basis. I definitely think the in-ring work has to improve. Like, he has to get better. But at, at this specific point in his career, it is – it like, he's just – he is good enough to just skate by on that front because of the character work is so good. You know what I'm saying? It, it mm-hmm. is. Like, you can't even bullshit around it. It's just it's just that good. Like, some – like, yes, it's not the most – fair thing when you got people who are leaps and bounds better when you're talking about just in-ring work pure in-ring right. work yes there are multiple in abundance of talents who are there who will like leave this fucking dude in the dust in the ring that is a 100 percent fact yeah. but when you're talking about strictly character work but there is nobody there are probably like three or four people that and, you can name bro that gets the type of reaction and here's the crazy thing andrew i'm gonna say it like and and, and uh, real quick just to yeah. touch on this it's not like dude this dude could be like in fucking like in fucking like Arkansas or some shit like that, you know what I'm saying? And they booing this dude out the building. I mean, you they might be booing him for other reasons. Uh, shout out to But real quick, Andrew, I think the thing with Dominic, like he's he's got the character nailed. <laughs> it's weird. It's kind of weird because like he's he's a good promo, like he's a decent promo, but he's not like Cody. He's not like L.A. Knight, right? Like yeah. he's not a talker in that fashion. But it's almost like he has innate negative charisma. Like Jeff Hardy wasn't the best talk. He, he Everybody like loves Jeff Hardy. Like Dominic, you just want to boo this dude. You you want to pray for his downfall. You don't want him to succeed. 
exactly. No, he, he looks like it. and they all the tattoos and you know acting like you went to prison and stuff. right, right. Like <laughs> it, it's it's all a, a compilation, bro, of like months of this story that they've been telling with this. Like mm-hmm. this is like some overnight shit that they've been doing. Like this all started when he came when he took that little that little brief break or whatever, and he came back and he had the teardrop on his <laughs> eye. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That's what all that started. You know, yelling at his mom on television, yelling mm-hmm. at his sister, throwing his drinks at his sister and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what all this started. Like, I, I'm, I, 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 I'm, mm, I'm that's a good point right there. I, I, Dominic I, I, is the only person that could get real booed. <laughs> Dominic mm-hmm. is the only person that get real booed. Yeah. yeah. Shout, shout, out to, uh, shout out to Money Mom for that comment. But yeah, yeah, man. I, I, I mean, in terms of like Dominic's ceiling, I like, I, I, I think that. But I, I would even go as far as to say is that I think that even without um, Finn and Damien, that he mm-hmm. would be fine. Like if it, like if you split them up and you just yeah. put you just, you just leave Dominic Maria, I think they would be fine for at least the next two to three years, bro. I think so. Like too. so, like that, yeah. like dead ass. I, I think they would be just fine. I think Dominic will get the exact same reactions. Like I, I think that he would be just like. But I think that him and Rhea, they are a collective unit right like they, they, like there they are some talents bro just in wrestling period not even just wwe there are a lot of people in wrestling who they connect well with the individual that they pair on screen with and they just click like i think even with trick trick williams and carmelo hayes they are a duo you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying mm-hmm. they they mm-hmm. work together like they they fit together they are a package deal you know what i'm saying and like i'm not saying one can't work without the other right. but they benefit when they're they around each other, each other. They, they bring out the and then with Rhea and dom they bring out the best in each other like with all people buying into the the character you got people speculating that they're in a real relationship you know, people are invested in these two individuals so sometimes people be going a little overboard with this shit you know what i'm saying but like they right they they are invested in these two individual characters but more so they are in the, they are invested in them together and i think that's a like talking mm-hmm. it back to trick and mellow they fit what but Carmelo, I think me personally, I think Carmelo can do fine just on his own. Yeah. But with mm-hmm. Trick Williams right there and Trick Williams being his hype man, it just adds that little extra oomph to it, to the overall presentation of yeah. these two individuals mm-hmm. that come together and present this one package deal. Mm-hmm. And you can ship I- them off to a SmackDown, you can ship them off to a Raw, and they can sort of feed off of each other and get the crowd going, you know, a, 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 amongst I, themselves. I, I think the whole Judgment Day act brings Rhea down. I think mm. Rhea needs to be the number one babyface woman mm. in that company at the moment. She needs to be what they wanted Ronda Rousey to be. Mm. In my opinion. Ooh, I, think I can't wait judgment... to talk about Ronda Rousey here in a little bit. <laughs> I, th- I think the Judgment Day is not... I think Rhea Ripley is so much better than the Judgment Day that they're she's helping them out. I don't see the help she's getting from it i don't i think she should i think her her hill trajectory has ran its course mm-hmm. in my opinion i so think she kinda, needs to be a baby face now so it's kind of akin to like the rock and the nation you're thinking yes mm. exactly that's exactly what i would mm. um, compare it to i think I, she's i think she's i think right now she's in the judgment day to make those three dorks better <laughs> it's Dork. not helping her mm-hmm. I, I i i i see that point to a certain extent but with Rhea, i, I would say this right okay <clears throat> you, you, you you turn Rhea baby face right mm-hmm. where, where where does she go from there like who who does she, she see with you, you turn her baby face up man you she, she so why can't she, she but she she's the, like when you have her as when you have Rhea as a heel this is what you do you you, you give the ability to the 
like the over sort of abundance of baby faces that you have on that raw brand. You got mm. your Liv Morgans. You got mm. your Raquel Rodriguez, who she probably going to be feeling. Right. Who she probably going to yeah. go one on one at SummerSlam. Yeah. Yeah. You got your... Who are the baby faces in WWE on the women's side of things the baby that faces the WWE. crowd, like that actually, like they love cheering? Not Bianca mm. Belair. Becky. But who else? Becky and her. Becky. I, I think that's it, man. I think... They, 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 I, they, this they, is my people, whole thing. Is like, when you have a hot baby face, you don't saddle them with this kind of crap. I I'm think, trying to think. Like, like, so you got Becky, you like, got it's Bianca. It's the same thing but that's going on with L.A. Knight at the moment. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight is hot. He doesn't... He needs to be... That stuff needs to be taken advantage of because cause you don't get it with that many people, one. That you don't you don't have that those kind of reactions with that many people, and we'll talk about AEW soon and Ricky <laughs> Starks, but you don't get that stuff all the time. Like people are dying to cheer Rhea Ripley wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. And every time she's doing some judgment day stuff, it stops her from reaching her full potential as a baby face. I didn't I mean, even say she's that's just my opinion with no, no, it. No. I, I think it's good for the Judgment Day. Yeah. I don't think it's good for her. I mean, what like even when you look back at um, what was that 2019 when she had her baby face running the NXT when she mm. was the NXT woman. Yeah. I, I feel like that was like peak baby face Rhea Ripley. I like I'm me, me personally, but I, I just don't see like the baby face aspect in in Rhea anymore. I see her as like that heel, like who who fused with multiple baby faces at one time and tried to take on everybody and then eventually tried to dive into the men's division like if she can't and get like, cheered she, she, over she, all she, the women that she fights no, this is but, a, but, this is a, but, WWE has I've said this a thousand times I mean, I mean, they have a baby face problem but, they I mean, do but not know that how point, to book them I, I don't think that's necessarily like a, 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 a I think that's just the crowd just choosing to, to cheer who they cheer mm-hmm. like I don't think it's necessarily a baby so face you can, I, so I why can't you help the crowd along and but, see, people just, is, but people just like, like Rhea, bro. They just yeah. like her. Yeah, but I don't they watch, like I don't Rhea. go, I don't watch a Superman movie and then the crowd is there chilling Lex Luthor. People <laughs> like Lex Luthor as a villain. They right. appreciate the Joker. They're not cheering for the Joker to beat up Batman. They're not cheering for Lex Luthor to beat Superman. Rhea Ripley, they are cheering for her to beat down these babyface women. They do not like these baby face women as much as they like. Yeah, Rhea, Rhea, yeah, Rhea and Raquel, Rhea is definitely going to get the cheers in that one. Yeah, it's it's so, starting so, so to become turn, like, turn, what what are we doing with this? Is this so, is so all I'm saying? Rhea, so if you turn Rhea baby face, then what? Then what you, you do? Put her in there with some face, some strong hills that are good, and have her beat them. This is not. This is one of one. No, this but when you, when you look, Steve no, but, no, right but I, I'm, I'm asking you this in the sense of like, when you're looking at these strong heels that you're referring to, mm-hmm. who are these strong heels that you're going to put? You have to build right them now? up because I have no clue. No, <laughs> and that's the biggest thing because they haven't built up either side. I know Rhea Ripley is the baby face. I know that. I have no clue who these heels are. That is maybe Shayna. Shayna probably. So, so why, yeah, so why Shana. would you turn her heel if there's nobody to? Why would you turn her baby face if there's nobody? You went the the obvious because you gotta to build heel. stuff because the fans are cheering for her already. They're gonna I cheer regardless, bro. I don't understand this. Is what I'm saying. Uh, maybe we should probably. 
I will say though, I will say the moment like an hour fourteen. Yeah, but yeah. So last point on this topic though, I I think you know you can you can do two things at once, right? You can start to plant seeds. Um, But I think the moment Rhea like realizes that Dom is a schmuck, yeah, and like mushes him or something, like that's gonna be the biggest ovation on whatever show that takes place on because people want to boo Dom and they want to cheer Rhea. Now the question is, how do you get there? And also, how do you be- like? Let, that's a larger discussion for another day in I, terms I, I, of how the WWE books their women, Andrew, because it's it's a little shaky outside of your top tier talent. I, I was about to say Nate and, and Nate, Chris, and even and, and, and Ray. Like when they when they out there, Dom is getting the biggest booze, right? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. and then when, when yeah. he passes when he passes the mic to Rhea, what do you hear? Mommy. Mommy, yes. mommy, <laughs> you, you, know, you know what I'm saying? But 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 see, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay, you turn her baby face. I mean, I mean, either way, I'm looking at him like, bro, the dynamic still works. You're like like, I mean, and and again, you, people are still going to cheer Rhea regardless of whoever she's yeah, partnered definitely. with. Like, they they hate Dominic, they love Rhea. <laughs> but I mean, so but I'm saying, but you got this collective unit known as the Judgment Day. I I, I like me, me. I was one of those people, but I'm like, why would you mess with a good thing? It's a good thing you got. You got all these people, all these four individuals at the same time. Everybody is clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to steal at this exact moment? You know what I'm saying? I think Rhea Ripley could be a great thing. I think she could be better yeah, yeah, than a sure. good thing. That's sure. that's my thing. I think she is a good thing. I think the mm-hmm. Judgment Day is a good thing. I think Rhea Ripley is somebody that can be through the stratosphere. I think she could eclipse most people in that company at the moment. And I think that her being in that stable doesn't allow her to do that. It allows her to be good. Mm-hmm. It doesn't allow her to be excellent. I don't, let's see, the, the only, only reason I can only reason I can't like completely agree with that because we saw a baby face for Rhea back in 2021 when she came up on the main roster and had the match against Oscar. And that was <laughs> like her whole presentation from the moment she got on the main roster was like the most boring shit ever. Yeah, you know what exactly. I'm saying? That yeah, but that was their so fault boring. too, though. You know, like there the, wasn't the, the, the position she's in now is there is there doing? You know what I'm saying? Like this is a, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like I, I well, they, I, I think I they understand point, her but, but like appeal but, better. But I mean, we, we saw the baby face run already. Like the good baby face, the good real who wants the to stuff do with good. her and uh, Nikki Ash. We we saw mm-hmm. all of that. Or we saw the tag team with Liv. We saw like the whole mm-hmm. baby face gamut yeah. with Rhea. She has turned heel, bro, and has literally unlocked a new persona within this collective group full of people who are also unlocking new personas. <laughs> and they're all unlocking yeah. each other. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, this is a, bro, like, I, I definitely get what you're saying, but I, I just don't see the baby face thing going, like, going back to it sometime within, like, get, but save that shit for, like, summer 2024, bro. Like, this is, let her run with this. Like, this thing is still so fresh in terms of, like, this thing, like, I actually, like clicking like it's working it's and getting so, ratings it's, it's and, like, even on that but yeah we, we, we got like four more topics and such on bro like we just spent like an hour 18 on this like one it's, thing uh, who it was who, who who sent that super chat man we appreciate yeah, the super chat but this, uh, this whole tangent was your fault brother yeah. i think it's the cat the cat, the cat yeah man. ernest hey, miller hey, it might be well, Cat Williams, I don't know. Okay, so, 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 <laughs> let, let, let me hear, let, let, look here, Pimpin. I, I want to talk about Rhea Ripley for a second, Pimpin. <laughs> this post-wrestling podcast is brought to you by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Financial literacy can be daunting, but it's one of the most valuable things you can equip yourself with. On NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast, 
Their trusted financial journalists offer easily digestible conversational discussions on topics like balancing your portfolio. If you think an ETF is one of Cena's five moves of doom, this show might be for you. Planning for your tax bills this April, so you don't have to worry about a visit from Erwin R. Scheister and putting away more money for retirement. Because unlike most wrestlers at the end of their careers, most of us should only plan on retiring once. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Let's go ahead and get into this next, but I actually wanted to send this over to Chris. I want to let him get first dibs on this one, man. Like, that that man, Alex Kane, over at MLW, he became the second second black MLW World Heavyweight Champion behind Swerve Strickland. Uh, The title win, it was at Never Say Never. Uh, He defeated Alex Hammerstone um, post-match. Close match, Chris. This is the thing. Like the title win was great. Second black MOW World Heavyweight Champion, amazing. Chris, this is the thing, though. Mm-hmm. Don King mm. was revealed as the financial <laughs> the financial backer for Bumaye Fight Club, which is Alice Kane's group. Chris, take, take it away. Don King, man, MLW. Clear the lane, <laughs> Professor Chris. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, like I, I just heard about this, like um, probably about a couple hours before we got on here um like i think i don't know the name value don king has in um 2023 like he had like in 1990 when Mm -hmm. he was just all over the place i think it's like i think anytime you could get a figure like don king and say he's the financial backer of something (laughs) it does lend a a credibility to it but i I I don't know what it means for <laughs> MLW's mainstream uh, appeal at the moment mm-hmm. um, because I just like I just don't <laughs> see Don King as the same person that he that he yeah, was yeah, yeah. when yeah. I was a fan of like all of his fighters like Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson and all those cats mm-hmm. back in the day. I just like Don King doesn't have that kind of relevancy anymore. Well, well, well let, let, let me tell you something, Christopher Ely. I know you're a professor, <laughs> but you still need to go back to school, brother, because this young brother, the suplex assassin, Alex Kane, he is yeah. the most splendiferous, the most stupendous, the most electrifying, the most egregious wrestler in the history of combat sports. This is the greatest that I've ever seen, Chris. And you can buy him on MLW pay-per-view for $29.99 only in America, Jack. Only in America. But yeah, yeah, I think yeah, Andrew. I think it's 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 cool. That's how uh, how yeah, I'll say cool, it. Man. Like yeah, like I definitely agree with like I think Chris brought up a fair point about like the appeal 
Right. In twenty, because because I, I met Chris, Chris, I'm pretty and Nate and Ray, I'm pretty sure y'all still like they, they they got like a little bit of mainstream, like in terms of like the New York Post and like you, you know what I'm saying, like stuff mm-hmm. like like when they saw Don King game. <clears throat> but like I, I am curious as to like you know as far as what Chris point is like like long term, like yeah. is anybody gonna be like talking about like this like five months from now, like and, and again they, they trying to you know I, I know Cole Bauer he had told the uh, New York Post that they they're hopeful to get Don King like on screen like mm-hmm. in person. You know what I'm saying, and and he said this has been in the works for like yeah. quite some time, like and it, it took mm-hmm. this long just to get this, like mm-hmm. this one thing sorted out. So like, yeah, I'm, I, I I definitely think Chris brought up an interesting point about like how like the longevity in terms of like people's interest and in it's like I I think it's a good thing like for now. Yeah, that's cool. But like, like, like term, it, it's it's not gonna immediately like like it, MLW is not gonna overtake AEW because of this, right? Like right. it's not a yeah. game changing move, but it's cool. <laughs> you know, it's it's a cool move, I think, yeah. for for the company, but I think more specifically for Alex. <clears throat> like I oh, think, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. because every story that you're gonna talk about this dude, his name is gonna be there. Somebody like, who's this Alex Kane cat? Let me look him up. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me check out some of his matches. Let me see what this dude is all about. And you know, I had a chance to be on a podcast with the brother, I want to say about four years ago, because it was right before the pandemic. So maybe, you know, three and a half, four years ago. And like just everything I've seen, like the brother is hard working. The brother got his head on straight. And I am ecstatic for him, you know, that that he has achieved this uh, 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 title win. And I think he's going to make a great champion. And I think like just to have, you know, nostalgia is nostalgia, Andrew. And so there's there's limits to like how long it can last and how far it can go, but it's always going to draw some eyeballs. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's a good idea. Um, So Ray, I like, what what do you think about this man? What do you think about this man, Don King, bringing MLW wrestling to the Mandalay Bay live on pay-per-view and closed circuit (laughs) television, brother. Well, all I have to say for Alex is brother, Watch your pockets, brother. Watch your pockets, all right? <laughs> if you do not learn from history, yeah. you're doomed to repeat it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Next thing you're going you're gonna to be on the street with a white tiger and not know what to do. Um, <laughs> um, I think, like you said, Nate, I think it, it's a good way to bring eyeballs for a quick second. But I, and I, I'm, not, I'm not thinking it's going to be a long-term thing, but yeah. just that just to get that nostalgia back and people are like, Oh yeah. Who are, who are really into combat sports who are around our age, who are really into combat sports. Mm-hmm. So like, Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I remember Don King and get some eyeballs. And like you said, get some publications on it for a little bit, but now mm-hmm. drawing MLW and then now trying to take it further. Um, to be honest, I really, I really wish Tankman Calvin Tankman Mm-hmm. Could have been the champion in, in in that in that in that role, but mm-hmm. I, I could see Alex Kane making some waves and and I just mm-hmm. like the stable that he's building up. Um, I actually learned about the Don King thing through your uh, tremendous reporter Andrew Thompson Thompson on uh, on Post Wrestling, and I was kind of going back because every now and then I'll I'll tune into some uh, fusion episodes on YouTube. And I was actually watching, I think it was like the go home episode before that pay-per-view before <clears throat> never say never. And they had this whole thing about boom, promotions expose. Mm-hmm. And they were saying all of, all these possible, all these possible promoters who could be backing it. And they were like, Oh, it could be King Muhammad 
uh, Lawal was a former MMA fighter. <laughs> it, it could be uh, what's your man name? Uh, Dan Dan Lambert from Dan Lambert. Uh, American yeah, Top Team. He, it could he, be he, he uh he he negotiated Alice Kane's uh, MLW deal. Okay. I heard, yeah. I, yeah. I think they mentioned that in the piece as well. And then they mm-hmm. were mentioning Shane uh Shane Taylor. It could be Shane Taylor promotions. It could be, which I, I would love to see that brother continue to rise as well. Could have been Chris's boy Prince Nana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then I think at the end of the segment, it was like none of these people. I'm like, well, then why <laughs> we even go through all this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but again, I think it's a good way to bring some eyeballs, even for for a quick moment, yeah. to just to get a little bit of the spotlight. And shout out, shout out to um, Alex Hammerstone as well, who. I he think it was a, more than a year, more than right? A year, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, more than he, a year. he's been trying to carry that that league on his back, and so yeah. props to him as well, and, and props to Alex Kane for attaining the belt. And and MLW again, Andrew. Before we before we switch gears, is much like kind of Impact in that it is where it is in the wrestling mm-hmm. landscape. Man, like and, 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 and we, we might have to go back to that analogy <laughs> with Dominic and Wesley Impact, like right here, you know what I'm saying? MLW, like, and, right, right. And, 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 <laughs> right. Like MLW's I, got a niche, it's got fans, but you know, it's it's hard right now with, with all of the wrestling that's it's, available. It's, it's so much mm-hmm. damn wrestling, bro. To, to mm-hmm. carve it's out so your piece wrestling. of the market. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Speaking of different wrestling, mm-hmm. di- different promotions, mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, they had the death before this okay. on the mm-hmm. the, 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 the main event the main mm. event, fellas of the night, Athena defending Talk the ROH Women's World Championship versus Willow Nightingale. Dude, this was what we did. This is simply a great match, a banger, if you, if you will. Like the, mm-hmm. the, 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 for the first portion of this match, it, start, it, 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 it didn't start off slow, but it was, it was like a regular, like normal pace match. And then when things started to pick up, when was when uh, Willow kicked out of the old face. She kicked mm-hmm. out of the first one. And dude, I, I lied to you now, dude, that crowd was with them the whole way. After that, like they, they, they again, they were already with them, but when they saw Willow kick out of the old face, they was like, "She might do it. Like she, mm-hmm. she might be, she, she might be the one to take down or, or, or dethrone Athena." And, and man, like I, I again, the, the, the match was the match was great. I feel like Willow and Athena, they really delivered. They had a lot of callbacks. Uh, it was mentioned on commentary. They had a lot of callbacks to some of the the, the previous uh, w- women who were. Uh, in in Ring of Honor, when the mm-hmm. division wasn't necessarily as like spotlighted, and it wasn't like a, a marquee thing, but they were there and they had matches here and there and stuff like that. You know, paying tribute to you know Mischief and and, mm-hmm. and Mercedes Martinez and you know th- yep. those alike. Um, again, Athena retained the Women's World Championship. I, I saw there, there were like some people who were kind of ho- hoping that Willow was going to get the championship. And my, my whole my whole thing with that is, I feel like again I, I said this earlier, Athena has been on the run of her career. I think that yes. this is the best mm-hmm. run of the best stretch of Athena's career, like in ring <clears> character <throat> work. Like she's like literally like, I, I feel like with eight, with, with her being in ring of honor, I feel like literally Tony Khan is like telling her, dude, just, just, just do like, yeah, here's the ball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, just make, just make yeah, it good. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that's what it feels. She feels free. Like in, in what she's been able to do, and mm-hmm. I like I, I definitely understand the case for Willow winning because Willow is a great baby face. Like, she, yeah. well, Willow has and she's that, hot right now. She, yeah, it, she, she's definitely going to stay hot. Like the, the the thing about Willow is Willow has this like um this like uncanny ability to connect with a variety of different people, and Willow yes. has a, and Willow has the ability to do it without being like um you know how you see some baby faces like it just I'm talking about strictly their character and you just like. He or she, they kind of asshole, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. but, but they're a baby face, right? Willow, Willow is like pure, like just white meat, 
mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Good. Which is the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and she yeah. plays it so well. And, and to the point, like, it comes off in her interviews to where I don't even think it's a I think that's just her real personality that she's just like a natural mm-hmm. like bubbly like happy-go-lucky like mm-hmm. walking the room like hey everybody you know what i'm saying like she's like one of those people and it comes off real well on camera and then you got athena who has like really found her groove man and i i, I again i definitely get the case for willow winning but like athena is like you again i'm gonna go back to that phrase you do not need to mess with a good thing like athena right. is like having a great run and then on top of that okay look let, let's say we put the title on willow right put the ring on let's say she let, let, we could rewind time and Willow wins the title on, uh, at that before this honor. What do you do with Athena after that? What, she going to be waiting around at, a, at AWTVs on a weekly basis? You know what I'm saying? Like Showing up I, on I, random rampages. Showing up on random rampages, having these random squash matches. Like, dude, let her cook, bro. And, yeah. and, 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 until the right person comes along. And the, re- the reason I don't think Willow's the right person right now is because I think Willow, more than likely, I, I'm, I'm going to... I, I'm, I don't know where they're they going to go, but I wouldn't mind seeing Willow versus Tony Storm for the AEW Women's title at All mm. Out. I, I, I really wouldn't mind. Like, coming coming out of All In, whoever Tony has at All In, especially if Jamie Hayter's is not clear. Dude, if you can give me a a, a good build Willow yeah. against Tony Storm at All Out, mm. you might have to pull the trigger. You know what I'm yes. saying? And, 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 and there, Ray, I want to kick it over to you just for your, your, your general thoughts on the, the overall match that Athena had uh, against Willow Nightingale. And, over, and also chiming on the discussion about you know, Willow, the, the, I, some people wanting Willow to win the, the championship, but also the case for Athena having this great run and just not really wanting to cut that short right now. Well, I think, I think, I, I think I'm in the boat of wanting Willow to, to get that dub because you see the month that Willow has been putting up and, and yeah. granted with with the stuff and first of all why we gotta have our sisters attack each other first it was willow first it was willow versus mercedes now mm. it's willow versus a thing come on mm. you saying they uh, need more unity i know <laughs> they're all beautiful and dangerous you feel me um <laughs> yeah yo shout out to team bad man they dropped the ball on team bad they really did mm-hmm. they really did but um just seeing her against monet and i know it was with uh, Monet having that injury, with yeah. Mercedes having that injury, but just trusting Willow to get that belt, and then with the stuff that she did, stardom was what I was trying to get in my mind to promote the name of the promotion. Right. With the work that she did with Julia, and then with mm-hmm. her winning the Owen Cup, uh, with the uh, the Owen Hart Cup, I'm just thinking, if not now, then mm-hmm. when? Because you already had Willow lose against Athena before, and right. with Athena, I kind of think of it in reverse, Andrew. You think of it as what do you do with Athena if she loses? Yeah, yeah. What do you do with Athena now? Like, what challenge mm. do you have? Yeah. Who do you possibly think can now dethrone her now if she's beating everybody, including the baby face who got better, who won championships, mm-hmm. who won tournaments, and then came up and still lost? Like, what do you do with Athena now? I think you could you could push if Athena would have lost. You could push um, Athena into that AEW, into that TBS championship, and maybe have her defeat Chris Statlander. Mm, and cool. now okay. you're okay, right. putting the strap like that rocket on her back. And now you got Willow, who's growing in ROH. She's the champ now, and now <clears> she has. Uh, fresh opponents as well. So I think okay. you 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 could have flipped it. I think I could have seen 
pathways for both wrestlers afterwards. Right, but yeah. I'm not complaining too much. Yeah, I think that's the thing, Ray. I think this is a win-win situation, no matter which way you went. Like, first of all, as Andrew right. said, man, the match, the match was the match was on point, man. Like, and I I was so impressed by both of these women, man, both of our sisters, man. Um, you know, shout out to Athena because as Andrew mentioned, when she first came into AEW, like she had that I'm here now buzz, right? Yeah. But that only could take you so far. And it felt right. like after that buzz wore off, she was just there. You know, she was just a girl on the wrong. She wanted she wanted it. She right, <laughs> she wasn't even there half the time. Uh, and, and so then yeah. with this role with ROH, I think it's reinvigorated her. As Andrew mentioned, she's going on one of the best stretches of her career. Like the characters clicking, their in-ring work is, right. is, is, is clicking. And then when you got Willow, we've all talked about how much we love Willow, man. Like she is somebody who I'd say in the mm-hmm. last two years or so has just skyrocketed her career and changed the trajectory of her career. Uh, but the reason I agree with Andrew in that you, like I think they made the right call, keeping it on Athena is a couple things, right? Like, number one, I think Willow is destined for better, for bigger and better. Like, I think you could Willow is somebody you could see as the AEW Women's World Champion because the the crowd is into her. And it's, like I said, being this white meat baby face, but without being a punk. Like, I think that's, like, a lot of times you got a white meat baby face, but they a punk, right? They get walked over by the heels. Willow is somebody right. that we've seen. Like, she steps up to these heels. And so she ain't no sucker. She ain't no sucker, man. She ain't no sucker, Chris. I think she is somebody yeah, yeah. that you can easily see uh, if, if TK decides to pull the trigger, <clears throat> being a future AEW Women's Champion. But I think there's benefit in keeping Athena as the ROH World Champion because this is a brand that still needs to be established, right? Like, yeah. who are these? Like, you know, when we watch Death Before Dishonor, like, half of the people on that show, like, we're like, do they, are they ROH or are they just here, right? Like, like, yeah. like, you know, uh, are they are they part of this company or are they vi- just visiting? And I think right. Athena is one of the people that gives this version of ROH an identity. And I think it's too soon to take the belt off her because, like Andrew said, yeah, you could put Willow in that spot, but why would you put Willow in that spot if she's only going to do something big in AEW? You know what I mean? Because then it kind of makes ROH look like the redheaded stepchild, even though they kind of are. But I yeah, think I Athena say, gives them a press. Looks like. I, and, and I, I, I was about to say, and then on top of that, with, with Willow, bro, like, mm-hmm. dude, the, 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 the thing with Mercedes is still there. Like, that, yep. that is, like, mm-hmm. right yep. there. In the, in, yep. And honestly, bro, like, again, I, 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 I just said it. If, if, if Jamie Hader is not clear. And mm-hmm. you got mm-hmm. a clear lane for all out. Now pass, I'm talking pass all in, pass the London show, all out the, the week after all the week after all in. You got that pay per view. If you were to do something as simple as Willow could possibly dethrone Tony Storm as the AEW Women's World Champion, that's okay. that's that's see, that's, that's see the thing. The thing with that is like the, the reason I sort of I was about to, I'm about to walk that back is because like I don't necessarily know like Mercedes. Like I, I would assume that anything that Mercedes right now would do with all elite wrestling would be somehow tied into New Japan Pro Wrestling. I think the sort of injury sort of messed that up a little bit. Like right. you know what I'm saying? Like I, I I I definitely believe that at some point, like that, you know, uh that Mercedes was gonna sort of pop maybe possibly pop up at Forbidden Door and yeah. do some do something along those lines, but the injury, you know what I'm saying, probably derailed all that as far as we know. So but I but I mean I, I like again I, I I do agree with your point, Nate. Um, and I, I I definitely do that. I definitely do that way. Uh, Ray made some solid points as well. You could definitely see either one of those going uh, either way. But I think the thing with Athena is she lends so much credence to that ROH Women's Women's yes. Division. Like, dude, she's been champion since December 2022. You got mm-hmm. like four or five months, five four, four or five more, four or five more months left until like she's like a four year away from champion. Like, and and, and especially in today's wrestling landscape, people's um 
attention span and their care for certain things dwindles so quickly. Yeah. But like you, but you have a talent like Athena, bro, who people are consistently invested in. Like they're invested in her on this ROH man. Like that, bro. I'm not the only person who is saying that she's having the best run of her career. There are a lot of people saying that she's mm-hmm. saying that. Like mm-hmm. and, and, and for her and for her to be on this trajectory for since December 2022, maybe even before that, because this all started when she had that dark match against Jody Threat and she beat the shit out of her on that, that match. That shit mm-hmm. was crazy. Like that, that, that's when all this started. And for her to c- carry that momentum to where th- at this point now, where people are still saying literally the exact same thing about her, but just keep it going. Like just keep, like, and, and, I, and I, I definitely understand Ray's point about like, okay, well, okay, she she won, and then now what do you do? But you just keep doing the same thing that you've been doing. Line somebody up, and she mm-hmm. knock them right back down, and then you yep. line the person up, and then she knock them right back down, and then you just keep going until you find somebody else who can match the sort of level of popularity that a willow nightingale has or j- j- just somebody that people would want to get behind mm-hmm. enough to maybe take the title off of athena shit i think that just the thing that she was doing with kiera hogan on ring of honor like if that, if that was to get more exposure i think that people might want to root for kiera hogan to get the double right because, because yeah. uh, what, what was that athena been whooping her ass on always tv for like four or five months you know what i'm saying <laughs> you know, but like but but if you show that consistently and you tell that story yeah may, maybe kiera hogan might be the one you know what, mm-hmm. what i'm saying but mm-hmm. i but again for willow bro like i just like I'm not trying to pigeon. Like I, I just see her as AEW Women's World Champion. That that's I, I see I see Willow mm-hmm. as future yeah. AEW Women's World Champion. There ain't nothing wrong with ROH. I'm not saying that, but I'm I, I just see greater things yeah. ahead for, for for Willow Nightingale. That well, that's my whole thing about Willow. Well, I, I'm I don't disagree. I I do think Uh-oh. there is something wrong with <laughs> ROH. The damn like, Chris. They, they trying, Chris. To, I'm sorry. I watch <laughs> ROH. I, I mm-hmm. have um, Honor Club. Honor Club. I think the problem with ROH is it's just not as strong of a brand as AEW. Um, no. I, do, I don't. I'm kind of with uh, Ray. I don't think there would have been anything wrong putting the belt on Willow. I think when you, if you got a good baby face, Mm-hmm. You can find hills for them to fight. So, I don't, right. but but at the same time, I do think that ROH the the brand. I just I don't know what ROH is supposed to be. Yeah. Even because that, that was my point, it, Chris. Real quick, like yeah. I feel like I see what you're yeah. saying and what Ray was saying, but it's kind of like you putting a big fish in a tiny fishbowl. Like, what room does yeah. Willow have to kind of grow in that environment? Yeah, it's like even when I watch ROH, it's a good show. Mm-hmm. But I just don't like like the people the WBD people don't even want it um, <laughs> on any of their platforms. <laughs> you know this is a problem, man. It's like yeah. and it's like it's like if all ROH is going to be is developmental, I think that's perfectly fine, and I'd yeah. prefer it like that if they were just like, okay, you got to order our Honor Club, and then that's how you watch ROH. Um, but the brand that David Zasloff likes, that all the WBD people like, mm-hmm. is AEW. Yep. Um, <clears throat> and they got to figure out uh, what what ROH is going to be. Um, I th- I think that, um, and I don't really like. I guess the wrestlers are getting paid good regardless. Um, yeah, my, I about to say, Chris, my, my, most of them under those like AEW slash always deals. So I mean, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. but, but it's 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 just um, yeah, it's just I've been like even like even when I like watch ROH and it's a good show because it is a good show. I, I and I do mm-hmm. like the fact that I can like the my problem with ROH for all, all of its existence <laughs> is I had to 
I had to find that thing, man. Like mm-hmm. it was like it would be on TV out here in LA for a couple weeks, then it'd be off TV. Like three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you sometimes would see it on YouTube. Then ROH would do a copyright thing and then be taken off of YouTube. <laughs> At least now you know it's on Honor Club and mm-hmm. that's where you're gonna get it. And that's fine. But like the the brand that you want to be on, if you're working for one of TK's properties, is AEW, one of the AEW shows. And I almost like think that it, I don't want to say it does a disservice because that's too much, too strong of a word. Mm-hmm. But like, I think Athena and Willow mm-hmm. belong in front of the biggest audiences. However, I think also think that as long as they're creatively fulfilled in ROH, yeah. that's a that's a good thing as and well. And they're getting paid. And they're getting paid, yeah. Because the thing is when they, <clears throat> like when WWE, when they can't think of what to do with you, you are going to be losing on TV every week. So or your, or your, I, your ass gonna be at home for four years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I at least like this ROH thing, but I'm just like I just don't know what the I just do not know the purpose of the brand. Like that, the identity, right? Yeah, yes. like that. outside yeah. of the tape library and stuff like that. Um, and is like um, there's so there's nothing wrong with ROH as far as a quality wrestling program because it is, but yes. as far as like, well, like what, what, what does it fit within AEW types? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. That's a great point. You know, that's it. Yeah. That's nothing too cool. controversial. All right, so 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 next up, so we got uh two more topics. We got two more topics left because we are gonna do uh, do SummerSlam predictions because the next time we talk, like SummerSlam have been long yeah. gone by it by then. But uh, just so you know, <laughs> these two next two two next things coming up. So we got potential names, fellas, that could be possibly heading to WWE. Uh, we mm-hmm. got Brian Pillman Jr. and and Nick Aldis. These are two of the names mm-hmm. that people have been. They they they've been in the news, brother. They've been in the news. So Brian Pillman Jr. Of course, he wrapped up with all elite wrestling. Uh, it was noted yeah. in the Wrestling Observer newsletter that he was present at the WWE Performance Center after he finished up with AEW. Uh, he recently did a virtual signing uh, with Captain's Corner, and he said that he has a huge opportunity coming up in his career. Um, and, and, and moving on to Nick Aldis. Aldis just finished up his run with Impact Wrestling. We just talked about he had that short stint with them. He said in the interview that he does not know what's next for him, but mm-hmm. at the same time, whatever he does next, uh, he just has to commit 100% to it. Of course, uh, both of these names, uh, there been very reports about the WWE having interest in these specific individuals, having conversations mm-hmm. with these respective individuals. Uh, Nate, I wanted to go to you first. Uh, just, just a simple question. like, what, what do you sort of think of, of, about the ceiling? For both of these individuals, you could be honest, like uh, you know what I'm saying, like uh, like uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think Brian Pillman Jr. is about to be like taking over the world, like this dude, like he he said that he wanted a uh, WrestleMania match against Steve Austin. Yeah, you know yeah. What I'm I don't know about all that, brother. Like it, yeah. it, 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 it's a Kevin Owens, a Kevin Owens level wrestler for Steve Austin right, to right. feel comfortable to be like, yeah. I'm cool with coming out of retirement. But like mm-hmm. I, I, don't, I don't know about it, but I, I think he could be like a solid mid Carter. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If he if he well, let me just say this real quick. I definitely want to get, get to you, Nate. But I think one of the biggest mistakes that Brian Pillman Jr. does, bro, is he refuses to lean into the loose cannon persona that his dad did because he doesn't mm. want to be like that person who's like, oh, I'm leeching off my father. Bro, mm-hmm. leech off that man. Like, like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, leech 
off of that man. But that is your father, bro. Like, look, I know, but I, I get it from his perspective. Like, he's yeah. trying, like he's trying to be yeah. his own. He wants his to be his own, own man. Yeah. Well, yeah but, don't, but you know, as good as his dad, people will come for him. You know, <laughs> that is true. The, but, but but see, the, like, but see, the thing is, like his his dad didn't get the chance to like fully like cash in on that on that loose cannon like yeah. it, it, it was dead and it was good for like j- just even saying like from 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 what i saw from because like, I, I wasn't like fucking like aware enough to be like you know paying attention like the way i'm paying attention yeah, now but, you're like, still young happened, watching like, uh planet 51 <laughs> <laughs> but uh but but i i just think that he's like but you don't have to like make a carbon copy of it but like it's it's like right there the, mm-hmm. you got the same hairstyle got the same look like yeah. that's that your father bro like if anybody got the right to steal from this man it's you but yeah just make like what, what do you think about the overall ceiling for both nick aldis and brad Pimmer jr if they were to make the right the, the jump to wwe yeah so if they were to make the jump andrew i think it'd be really interesting i think for aldis he's a dude again tna impact cody like, that's that's british cody on the streets man <laughs> that's that's Brit, british devontae <laughs> Hello, governor. Uh, <laughs> I ended racism, mate. Um, I think that when you look at Aldis, man, he's a dude that did good things in the NWA, man, did good things in Impact. You know, uh, speaking about the NWA, like we see the champion that they got now. and mm, that's, that's all I'm going to say. Like one dude was a real champion. The other dude is like, he ain't hitting in New York. Um, but I think with Aldis – if he does uh, sign with WWE, I think that'd be cool for him, you know, from a financial standpoint. Um, it, it would kind of bum me out because he's somebody I always wanted to see, like, pop up at All In. You know, I think I think he would have been a great surprise at All In. Uh, but the thing with all this, though, man, is I don't know what his ceiling can be. I think, honestly, I think this, yeah, I think all this <laughs> would honestly, honestly be better on NXT than the main roster, Andrew. I think he could kill it in, in NXT. How, 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 how old is Nick? Nick all this has got to be like he's almost forty, late thirties, early forties. Yeah. yeah, I I actually pulled it up. It says born November nineteen eighty six. Yeah, I'll just I'll just thirty six. He's he younger than Seth Rollins. Okay, damn, than he, damn, he feels yeah. older. Yeah, like I guess he, he feels more mature. Yeah, but and like, I think uh, he started Nick, he started late in his career too. Okay, yeah. yeah. And, and Mickey James is a few years older than him too. Okay, that's his okay. wife. So. Okay, shout out, to, shout out to Nick Aldis and Mickey James. But yeah, I think now knowing that piece of information, I do think like you know what, maybe maybe a little a little run in NXT, and then we bring him up to the main roster. Uh, I think Aldis is a good talker. His wrestling is solid. Uh-huh. Like it ain't great. It ain't gonna blow the doors off of anybody, but it's solid. You know, he can adapt to that WWE style. Pillman is the interesting one to me, Andrew. Because, mm-hmm. again, you know, WWE is kind of like Star Trek fans in the late 80s and the, and the early 90s, man. They love the next generation. They love somebody that's got a legacy attached to them. And they will give them a shot, even if they don't, you know, really deserve that shot, Ted DiBiase Jr. Um, and they will, mm-hmm. they will see Stealing from the people of Mississippi. Stealing from we the people of Mississippi. We ain't we forgot forget. Ted DiBiase Jr. Yeah. You yeah, and your daddy. Yeah. Uh, despicable. Uh, but I think that they'll give him a shot. And I think, you know, you, you're kind of touching on something, Andrew. I think him kind of leaning into that outlaw, that, that loose can of personality, it could work depending on how they do it. Because I yeah. think there's, there's a fine line between this is part of my legacy 
and I'm ripping my daddy off, and I'm just being yeah. a carbon copy. Like, I think ha- ha- have him pull out the Glock on TV. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pull out the blicky. I think pull that's. But I just I do wish him well, man, because I think that. He had he had one or two good moments in AEW, but for the most part, he was just kind of there. Yeah, and then he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. And the, 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 the thing about uh, Brian Pillman, his dad is he was just um, such a iconic uh, character in wrestling. He he's somebody that only comes around like maybe once in a lifetime if you're lucky. Um, he was, you know, that voice, you know yeah. what I'm saying? The, 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 the that, raspiness, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> just just all of that. And I don't know if um, Brian Pillman necessarily needs to be trying to replicate that. Maybe he could do it in a way mm-hmm. that makes it a, a, a rip, makes it, um, sets it apart from what his pop's doing. Right, um, take it to the next level. Right, um, and um, like I, um, I, I again, <clears throat> I don't know what these wrestling companies are anymore. It's because it's like again, it's not like I, I can't say when AEW first came into existence. Uh, I used to my whole thing with them is like, oh, they could take this guy that WWE's not using and make them a star. Take this woman at WWE's not using and make them a star. Mm-hmm. They haven't really done that. Um, and WWE hasn't done that with any ex-AEW talent. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's like, I don't know if that's where the wrestling industry is right now. I see Pillman going to WWE, maybe being okay, mm-hmm. and maybe faltering. Him and Braun you know? Breaker going to team up. Yeah, exactly. Like something like that. I just don't I just don't have faith in WWE to do right by anyone. Um mm. and that's not an offense to the wrestler. It's just right. I just don't and it, it's a it's more of an indictment of the wrestling industry as a whole because I just don't think that the wrestling industry wants to um take brands that aren't already established and do anything with them you know mm. um it just doesn't seem like that's where it's at it, it's it's like if if brian pillman goes to wwe um if pillman jr goes there um i could see him doing okay and hell they might not even acknowledge his daddy like he might be brian yeah exactly brian uh, bukowski mm-hmm. right yeah and even if he goes, NXT is not the company that it was. His, his, his name and, would be just Pillman. Just Pillman. Right. Pillman. 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 Yeah. Pillman. And, and, and NXT is not the company that it was in like 2015, 2016. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Right. right. We know it's, it's your favorite this, brand, Chris. Yeah. Oh, like now I can. Chris, hold on, hold on, I'll, Chris. Hold on, hold on, Chris. I know we in the middle of this. Brian Pillman Jr. conversation, but the people need to know how happy were you? You know, we talked about one ex-con <laughs> earlier with Dominic Mysterio. How happy were you to see your boy Tony D back on these streets, brother? He out here. I mean, I I don't like NXT. Um, <laughs> I uh, I, I watched. Hey, the- 
I'm, I'm about to say, yeah. Chris, Chris don't, 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 don't let them bait you in, Chris. Get back to your Brad Pittman. Don't let them bait you yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's all I could say. Like, I, I watch <laughs> stuff on NXT that, that people say to watch. You know, I watched, rec- I watched uh, Wesley and yeah, Dominic. Yeah, yeah. You know, I watched the stuff that I see people that see that I see trending. I can't yeah. sit through NXT. And like I said, if if this was the NXT from 2015, I think Brian Pillman Jr. would be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know now. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, I just I just don't. Like I hope that um he does. I know a lot of people like him. Uh, I met him at, at a convention a while ago. Nice, nice guy. Took multiple pictures uh, with with me. Um, he, he he's a he's a good guy. Um, but I just don't know what what they like. I don't know what WWE is going to do with that guy. And I can't yeah. say I trust WWE. I, I don't trust WWE with anybody at the moment. And AEW, I barely trust them. Um, I don't know. I, I hate to be that guy. This might be the let, weirdest let, super let, chat ever. Hansi, we see you, brother. What do you say? What do you think Cuckoo Cal is up to these days? So the My Projects guy? My Projects guy, yeah. The My Projects? Just, um, Where he's from? Milwaukee? Ain't nobody thought about Cuckoo Cal in like a decade, at least. Right, yeah. Shout, shout out to Hansi for the super chat. Appreciate real quick on just to touch on Chris's point about and, and, and Nate's point about you know the uh Brian Pillman Jr. not leaning on his father's like not, not just being a carbon copy of it right like uh, and, and again going back mm-hmm. to this what we were talking about earlier with Dominic but this is why I kind of give Dominic a little bit of credit because he like being the son of one of the great like and again Ray Mysterio is one hundred percent. If Ray's not at your top ten greatest wrestlers of all time, you trip. Like mm-hmm. he's that he is in that he's somewhere in that list, that top ten, top fifteen. He is in there, yeah, greatest yeah. wrestlers to ever walk this earth. Ray is up there. Yeah. Like for him, for Dominic to be the son of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time and to be able to turn himself into something completely mm. different from his father and thrive in it, mm. that's props, bro. Because that's a hard position to be yeah. in. Like as David Flair. At, that's, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a good. That's a good. You can ask multiple generations, multiple second generation or third generation mm-hmm. talents that struggle with that. Like they, they had this identity crisis because their their parents were these like massive yeah. figures in the sport, mm-hmm. and they struggle. So that that's why I kind of tend to give like that sort of props to Dominic because he was able to flip that turn heel, go a route that his dad didn't really go to, yeah. and like he's been able to thrive in that. So I'm like, yeah, that, that's cool. But like, as far as Brian Pillman, like, I mean. Like the, the thing is, like, the only reason I say lean into yeah. the loose cannon thing is because, like, I haven't really seen, like, I mean, outside of the stuff he did at MLW when he was with the Hart Foundation, like, that that worked. But, like, when I'm talking about stuff that to be able to get him over in terms of, like, a WWE audience, but that, that might be your best bet. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't think people just going to be bad, like, oh, yeah, look, okay. this is Brian Pillman Jr.'s son, and he's just happy, and he's woohoo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, oh, like. You, I feel like he's just gonna need that little bit of edge. And uh, what was he asking? He said, Pilbert's son got a gun. I don't know if I'm ready to use the the word thrive with Dominique. I, 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 I use the word get by. 
Um, hey, not, sometimes you gotta get back personally. Not, it, I mean, I, I I I would say within the character, no, no, right. the he's doing, he, the, I, I would say within the character work that he's doing. Yeah. I ain't gonna say in ring, but character work. Yeah. He's you gotta thriving. walk before not, you can not, fly, Chris. Not not, mm-hmm. not 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 in ring work, but character yeah, work. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> but but like so, I'm gonna keep you about to move mm-hmm. on to the uh, the the next thing real quick. This is how. It's a hot one if y'all ready to get on this. Let's go, let's go. I don't, I don't know if the people ready for it. Yeah, I'm, 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 we we gonna kick this over to Ray first. We are gonna let Ray get first. Then see our guest, but Ray, this is probably one of the, uh, but I would say for a lot of people, one of the more frustrating stories over the last several weeks or the last week or so. That man Rick Steiner mm. and Russell Collin, Detroit. So so yeah, we are gonna give Ray the first crack at this. So so Rick Steiner, just to give everybody a recap, Rick Steiner was booked for Russell Collin in Detroit. He's from Michigan, as everybody knows. Uh, this announcement uh, that he was booked for WrestleCon was not well received at all because at WrestleCon <clears throat> LA, he had an altercation mm-hmm. with Jashil Saw, Empire Wrestling Talent. We all know Jashil Saw. She came out publicly in 2022 that she was transgender. Congratulations to her, you know, for coming public about that. She, I know she said on numerous podcasts that that was like a hard decision to, you know, saying go go public with that. And she, you know, brave enough to speak about it. Uh, they had an altercation at WrestleCon where um, uh, Jashil noted that Saw <clears throat> referred to her as dude filth and called her a piece of trash um in front of colleagues and you know uh, fellow wrestlers alike so WrestleCon mm-hmm. owner michael bukikio issued a statement explaining why steiner was booked for WrestleCon. uh he noted that steiner offered apologies in a private setting and there were members of impact that were uh at this private mediated event uh just show saw did not attend this event she chose not to which i 100 understand why she would yeah. not want to be there um and uh Bukikio noted in his note in his uh announcement that i know it's easier to, to cancel people mm. to cancel back cancel people when they make mistakes rather than to forgive and help educate. However, sometimes I think it is important that we give people a second chance. That being said, Rick will forever be on a zero tolerance policy scale, zero tolerance policy scale moving forward at any of our events. That same statement was not received well. And that led to, uh, it was ultimately decided to pull Rick Steiner from WrestleCon. Mm-hmm. They gave him a certain time frame to make a public statement, a public apology that did not come. Uh, Ray, I- I'm pretty sure you've heard this just living through life in general. You disrespect somebody publicly, the apology got to be as loud as the disrespect. Uh, what, 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 did you, what did you think about this whole ordeal? How do you think the, the initial handle handle of this whole situation came about? Um, and, and, and honestly, it, I, I, I think it, I mean, of course, Michelle, Michelle saw this one, and she did do a, um, an interview like a couple months ago um, where she said that she was going to speak on this incident when she was further speaking on it when she's ready, but she hasn't said really, and she hasn't addressed it at all. Like outside of that uh, that one instance, but like, just what do you thought think about WrestleCon handling it, and then it get to a point where essentially like the backlash was just so crucial that they had to you know pull Res- uh, pull Rick Steiner from WrestleCon, and, and they said they're gonna they gonna institute like their own um, policies now, like mm-hmm. and you know and it's all that stuff. But like, just your, your overall thoughts on <clears throat> how everything's unfolded and where we at at this point now, Ray. Well, I, I just feel like. First off, if if you mention if you mention cancel culture <laughs> in a statement, then you're already starting off on the wrong foot. And it always seems as though these these companies they they have the chance, and I believe it's been said before. There's a difference between cancel cancel culture and accountability, or cancel culture and correction or cancel culture and people just facing consequences for their actions. Mm-hmm. It's like, give this man mm-hmm. a consequence. Like, just because I said 
Yes, I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did that. And no one's looking like you said that. No, I'm sorry if I offended anybody. (laughs) Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. Just just as one uh, muffin man once said, like Mm. you said, Andrew, Mm. the, the apology has to be just as vocal as the offense. It's like, and it, it's a shame that not only it was that the offense, but how Giselle, when she initially had the statement, I believe, was it on Instagram that she initially yeah. had the statement about this? Yeah. Not only, of course, what Rick Steiner did was wrong, but the fact that no one came to her defense. And I think that yep. that's, a, that's another thing within this. Mm-hmm. And we, we've seen it with the speaking out culture or with the speaking out allegations and all that stuff coming out. Um, it's just like women of all kinds, like people need to be coming to women's defenses. People need to be coming to everyone's defenses. And it, it's just like, it's the culture that's being created in professional wrestling that's harboring somebody like a Rick Steiner and that's allowing him to get away with stuff like this. And it was about to happen again, but then people stepped up and, Mm. you know, let out. And, and I think uh, the founder of WrestleCon in the second statement said, Oh, I, I spoke to this, I spoke to this uh, journalist from out sports and he made me realize and now you're trying to get on that train with, oh, I talked to my friends, and now they made me realize that the <clears throat> the, the the importance of these actions. Mm-hmm. And now, and now, mm-hmm. I think we need to make sure that Rick Steiner does not come back. It's, it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, of course, you luck up into a good decision, or people force right. your hand to make to do the right thing and as long as the right thing gets done a lot of people are going to be like well they did the right thing in the end but just this thing being allowed to happen in the first place really shows that professional wrestling as a culture um whether it be within the wrestlers or former wrestlers needs to start changing dramatically and and real quick Nate Nate and Chris before before either one of y'all jump in I just wanted to add this point in it, it, it's not like this was like something that happened a year ago. This was like three months ago when this yeah. situation happened. Right, right. it wasn't that long ago. Right, yeah. exactly. Mm. Uh-huh. I, you, go ahead, Chris. So, yeah, here's the thing. I don't, I, I, I don't subscribe to, because um, cancel culture, because no one ever gets, gets really gets right. canceled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, but there is a such thing as pile on culture. culture. Okay. Like if you do something bad, people on the internet are going to pile on top of you, and it just is what it is. I don't have an issue. Yeah. And I don't have an issue with the WrestleCon uh, person saying, making that statement. I think the problem that I have with him more than anything else is he made the statement before he saw if Rick Steiner was willing to do a public apology. Mm-hmm. Um, me and Rick Steiner, um, he's someone that I communicate with on LinkedIn um, on a semi-regular basis. Okay. Um, not not a, not even semi-regular basis, like a couple times a year um, because he's a part of the school board in Cherokee County, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look up the demographics of Cherokee County, um, it is a... It is um, a white-topia, except wow. it's um, like um, 
a white topia with a lot of poor racist white people out there. You could have so fooled I, me by the name. Like the name doesn't yeah. fit at all, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> right. So um, so the thing is, is I given Rick Steinert's position on the Cherokee County School Board, it it might not be beneficial to him to give a public apology, which whatever. I I I because I, I I don't I I believe in apologizing when you f up, mm-hmm. but um the the you you can't just say you you can't release that statement, and then this guy doesn't even want to come out and do a public apology because he doesn't for whatever reason I'm assuming because he doesn't want to piss off parents in the school board that's right. my guess, um and again. We, we we do live in a culture where if like when, when Kevin Hart did like that stuff with his stand up special came out some years later, mm-hmm. he he was getting piled on, um, and he didn't handle it the best way. He didn't no. get canceled because people still he's got shows and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's just that I think what where where people make the mistake is looking at a pile on like a cancellation you the people that get canceled are the people who don't want to show any kind of uh of accountability for anything you know what i'm saying it's like roseanne um Mm -hmm. people people like that who and even her she still has her redneck fans and abc paid her a ridiculous amount of money I ain't yeah. even gonna front, Chris, with that, that interview. Which is like, I thought the bitch was white. I yeah, thought she was white. Like it's racist yeah. as hell, but it's funny as hell to me too. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's uh, Cynthia Garrett, and yes. uh, and that was uh, Cynthia Jarrett, rather. And, and and it's unfortunate, you know, that 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 we can't like that people like that still exist. Um, if if Rick Steiner actually was willing to come out and do that. I think that, like I said, I think the biggest issue with that guy, um, and I, I, why is his name escaped me? But I think his biggest issue was not allowing Rick Steiner to give the apology before just welcoming him back on. And this is just, right, right. this just goes to like how white people are so fast to forgive other white people you know it's like you just you're just willing to just let this guy come back and just oh he messed up and without any accountability i do appreciate them putting rules in the byline because if the presidency of donald trump has taught us anything Mm. is if rules are not, not outright stated um people are going to disobey him. That's what, what happened with Donald Trump when he was president. The Constitution has a lot of gentlemen's, gentle ladies' agreements in it. And Donald Trump is not a gentleman. He is a piece <laughs> of shit. And he disobeyed all that. And he didn't, go, he, he's like, I don't have to do this because there's no rule saying I have to do it, yep. you know? Um, and that, and you do need rules. And, and that's one of the things that we talk about in business psychology often is once you make it a rule, there's no excuse for you to let this st- stuff go by, you know. Mm. And he, it wasn't a rule, and it, and it's a and it's a, a it's a fucked up thing that we live in a society 
where these rules have to be outlined and stated like that, but they do because mm. people people run amok. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They 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 think they could get away with this kind of language. They think they could go like publicly embarrass somebody and that kind of thing. You know, yeah. it, it, it's 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 unfortunate that we live in a society where you have to make it a rule to not be a piece of shit human being, right? But you do, yeah. And that's the thing. And hold, hold on, and Ray, I, hold on, Ray, hold on, Ray, real quick. We're just gonna leave it on this one solo shot, real quick, for the people watching live and the people watching in the future. This is why you book the Professor Chris Ely on your wrestling program, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because he Indeed. brings knowledge. Thank you for that, Chris. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, dropping, thank you. <laughs> dropping that political science on us. Mm-hmm. Once yeah, again. I, I had no idea like the political aspect of this in terms of Rick Steiner and the school board, because like, yeah, that's <laughs> something I didn't even think of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I looked at because I, like I said, I communicate with him often. I don't think at his core he is a piece of crap. Shit, I do. But, <laughs> but, but when you when you live in a county like Cherokee County, again, mm-hmm. look at the demographics of that place, and you are appealing to that school board. These people will gas you up into. Thinking that right. this is the right Rick, way. To Rick's do fighting it. the good fight. Rick's doing this for the kids. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know. And it's just like, um, and you and you become too proud to even want to do a public apology. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't want to do any of that stuff. Like, like even with this, the, 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 this whole situation, like the, the whole thing is, this all could have been avoided if he just shut the fuck up. This, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about just in general, like cause yeah. from just from Jashel's statement. This was like yeah. some unprovoked, like random occurrence that just, right. like, just random. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and said these things to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. okay, we we are in again. I know people say this a lot, but like, bro, we are in 2023. You know what I'm saying? Like, for for y'all to still be tripping over people being gay or people being transgender, like, bro, why do y'all care? Like, bro, that is like, out of does all it affect in, you, bro? Out of all the shit, the 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 serious shit in this world to be upset about racism, the economy fucked up. People lose like all all of the teachers global warming teachers underpaid like a motherfucker. But all the all of the all of these like real issues, bro. And like you, the the thing that people choose to fixate on is to be hateful to someone because of their respective sexual orientation. You know what I'm saying? Like it's like the the, the dumbest shit. I, 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 I don't get it. But like Rick Steiner, as far as he goes, like I, I I think the whole thing with the Russell Con situation is just like, dude. Like I had said it earlier. This was only three months ago. Like this wasn't like something that happened like mm-hmm. two years ago in the research. Yeah. Like, like they th- to book him, and, and it, it definitely was a cash grab to get him in there for his in, hometown because he's from Michigan. So it was a crash grab. He, the, the dude knew exactly what he was doing when he when he got Rick Stein in there, especially knowing how the situation went. I, I think it's because Jacelle saw she chose not to further speak on the situation, so it didn't get maybe um, further publicized. Uh, right. Past with the past the initial statement, like again, she had did that interview where she said she was going to speak on it when she chose to, and she hasn't said anything about it yet. So I think that's why I kind of oh well, well, maybe you know it's it's over now, or, or maybe it's sort of pulled over to the wayside. But like I, I think with Rick, man, like I, I think that this is a very uh, strong lesson for the owner of WrestleCon and mm-hmm. future situations. And you know, he said that he he's instituting the, what, like, what's, the what's the owner's name again, Andrew? Uh, Michael Bukikio. He he does he owns Hasbro too. 
Okay. Yeah, right. okay. Stuff. yeah. So you do that stuff. But yeah, I, I think it's a very uh, valuable lesson to be, to, to be learned here. Like I, I like, again, I, it, I, I really would um, like the, but I mean, I, I don't want to like be like rushing to Cheryl Saw to speak on it, but like, I, I think it would be yeah. like nice to, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. to hear her whole side of, the, of this story, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like just to hear further context from, from her, I think that always is, is helpful yeah, for it's... the person on the receiving end. But you, but you don't want to be all like, we need you to speak right. on this. You right. know what I'm saying? Yo, you it's it's one of those weird things, even if you're her, because it's like, what does speaking on this do? That right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. You're, you're, you're keeping his name. Yep. Like, and, am I just I, opening I, myself I, up for I, more I, people I, to attack I, I, me? Yeah. I, I was about to say, Chris, just to add on to your point, because you had just brought something up. Like, it, it feel like this was coming more about Rick Steiner than Jashil. Like, yeah, it, right. like, it's like, mm-hmm. it's like she's like the, the she's like the afterthought in the situation now. It's like she like when this happened to her, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. and, and again, real quick, because I know Ray wanted to hop back in, but I'm going to hop in real quick for my two cents talk on this. Him, talk him, uh, so first of all, well, you know, like you said, Andrew, we, we do need to show love to uh, Giselle Shaw on this again. Impact in the building. <laughs> Uh, you know, Giselle Shaw, you know, not only, you know, being brave coming out with this and, and, you know, living in her truth, but also like she's a damn good wrestler, man, a damn good performer. Like Giselle Shaw, you know, brings it in the ring. And so to me and, and I, you know, you know, hey, we say what we want to say on the NWA podcast on post wrestling. So I know there might be some people watching this in the future and listening in the future. that might not agree. Uh, and all I'm going to say, Ray, is if you want some. Come get some, and if you don't like me, bite me. me. (laughs) Um, But I think when you look at this, there's two elements, right? There is this issue, you know. They they wanted uh, the owner wanted to bring up the point of cancel culture, and to me, this is how twisted things are in 2023, Mm -hmm. where everything is political, even human decency, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like Giselle Shaw is not asking for special privileges. Giselle Shaw is not asking to be elevated over somebody. Giselle Shaw is just like, hey, treat me like you would anybody else, man. Oh, don't say shit to me. (laughs) Yes. Yes. You ain't even got to say nothing to me, dog face gremlin. Like, I don't even know you like that player. And so... And Nate, real quick, to your point, I just want to add to your point real quick. I I hate when, when, when... and I know this is a lot. This is what I see a lot of this con- these comments from white people, but they they not, not all white people, but I see this a lot from that specific demographic when they always refer to anything involving racism, like it, 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 anything within that bubble. They be like, oh, I don't want to talk about politics. What is yeah. political about this? Yeah. <laughs> what is political it's, about it's me? It's always see, mm-hmm. th- 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 that's the thing. It's like everything is political, and that and it it. It it all oh, it was it's always been like this. It's just I think what happened is society had like they chose to turn a blind eye to it because George W. Bush was you know say what you want about him he's a halfway decent human being he had a modicum of human decency <laughs> um you know uh so so did his yeah yeah so did his pops you know Reagan you could argue the same thing. Uh, the the MAGAs, the Trump people, they got no human decency. They don't. Nobody wants to come right out and say it. Speak on Hillary it. Clinton was right when she called these people deplorables because they're fucking deplorable. Ooh. You know, they do not want to move with society. It shouldn't. It should never be like this. 
You know, these people, don't, they're not even trying to win elections anymore. They're trying to steal elections. They're trying to take away everybody's rights. Mm. And not, not, there was a time when if you wanted to be win an election, you would just be the most popular person and you'd win that way. Now it's about let's take away your rights. Let's gerrymander the F out of everything and make it so you you can't vote. And now it's spilled over into other areas. So people are like, oh, this, um, you know, they, they, why do you got to make everything political? You're making it political by talking about this woman and her being transgendered and you purposely hitting below the belt. You're going for the jugular. Mm -hmm. You are not, you are doing this. You are saying this stuff. So you can hurt this person's feelings. Exactly. No other reason. You are right. not saying this because you care about society or you mm. care about the fucking children. That is bullshit. <laughs> you are doing this because you wanna you wanna hurt people, yes. you wanna make people cry, you wanna bring them down to your horrible, shitty level. Mm. And that's the that's the that's plain it. and simplicity of it. But you got Nate. Yeah, so to, to finish up my point again, shout out to Chris for everything that he just said, man, because at the end of the day, it should just come down to human decency, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you bring it back to this WrestleCon situation, I think Chris is 100% right when it's like the mistake is not in, you know, him being like, you know, I talked to somebody and they changed my point of view. It's like he was so quick to bring Rick Steiner back in because he knew Rick Steiner was going to bring in them dollars. Right. Mm -hmm. He was so quick to bring this man back into the fold because he knew that was where the bag was. And it wasn't until public pressure. Right. It wasn't until the bag was affected that he's like, oh, let's let's do the right thing, everybody. And let's let's Mm -hmm. let's set some rules in place. And so to me, it's like. We need to get to a place like not just in in the wrestling industry, but in life, like in America, like let's let's start with America and then figure everything else out like in America. We need to get to a place where, and I, I'm glad Chris brought up the examples of, you know, George W. and, uh, you know, Papa Bush, because there was there was certainly political division back then, Andrew, mm-hmm. but there was at least a at least a show, at least an attempt at where we have differing opinions, and I might not like you personally, but there's a level of decorum in in our yeah. discussion. There's a level of decorum right. in our discourse and we don't have that anymore. <clears throat> and and a lot of that nah. is because of who our last president was and the kind of energy that he brought to the stage. And that, that, again, that, that motherfucker know, unlocked a whole a whole yes, course of right. you talk about Let, you talk about the judgment day unlocking levels. Donald Trump unlocked <laughs> a lot of levels yeah, in this country, Andrew. And again, like it's not Right, you know, we, we know he, we, he 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 gave people the confidence to make it feel like yes. he could just be open. Right. Yes. Yeah. Like, if he can do it, I can do it. That, 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 that's what I don't understand. Like I've heard black people say, I like when racist people are in my face. Oh my God. I was like, no, I like the, oh I like God, it when God. racist people feel shame for being racist. Yes. That's what I like. I don't no. ever want you to think racism don't ever be comfortable being racist around no. me. Yeah, I don't I, want I, you I being cannot, comfortable being that way. No, I cannot stand here fellow black people will say that shit. They'd be like, oh, but why, you know, I, well, at least I know they racist. Why the fuck do you want them to be racist? Yeah. Like, 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 you'll, know, you'll know they're racist anyway. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Racist yep. people are horrible at hiding racism. They don't, <laughs> have to, they don't have to call you the N-word 
for you to know that they're racist. You can just see it in their actions, you know? Yes, and that like, was... That was what a lot of people were saying about forty five. They was like, "Well, I don't, uh, I don't like what he says, but at least, at least he keeping it one hundred. You ain't got to keep it that one hundred, man. Stop, stop twerking right. for that stimulus check, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That, 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 yeah, that's what they doing, man. You twerking for that stimulus check? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that, 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 that man get put fifteen hundred on the table, man. Got people, <laughs> yeah, this people acting crazy. Be, no, but that, that, like just uh, all, all of you guys just made great points about that. Like I, I cannot. That, that is one of my biggest pet peeves, bro. When I hear black people say that, when they be like, "Well, let me, well, you know, they, they, we know they racist, but I mean, at least we know it, and we could be comfortable with it." I'm like, right. yeah. What, well, you, you want to be comfortable with that?" Well, okay and the with level, that? and exactly. here's the other thing, Andrew, because like yeah. I think there was a time, like maybe 25 years ago, where you could kind of make that statement. But yeah. the way that the like, I want, I want to be known that they're racist. The way they letting you know today is far, even far even more loud, you, right? Yes, yeah. than it was like, 25 years ago. Like, they, they, I mean, they, 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 they ain't ashamed of it. Did. There's there's no remorse. There's no compunction. They're like, oh, hey, I'm racist and I'm proud of it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, bro. Like, yeah. Like, that, that, like the, in this, this, the school board in Florida right now at that mm. one school, at that one school board, they are teaching children that there were some benefits to slavery, mm. that mm. they learn different stuff. African people already knew how to do shit Tell before them, they became slaves. It's just they became, yes. they, they had no choice but to become more ingenuitive when you made them slaves. Mm. And this is where people get it twisted. This is a this is a wrestling industry problem as well. Because I was listening to um, Bruce Pritchard, mm-hmm. not Bruce Pritchard, uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. And Dr. Tom Pritchard, I think he's a good guy. I've met him a couple times. But when they were they were having a conversation about JYD, and 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 they were saying, was Bill Watts a racist? And then Dr. Tom Pritchard, well, he can't be racist because he pushed yep. a JYD. That's the one they always go to. Champ and all this other stuff. And that's not what being racist is. You can push a guy and make sure you make money. A black guy can overcome. The oh, racism of the Bill, Bill Bill Watts was from Bill Watts was from Oklahoma and that man came up in the 1940s. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like you just because you overcome racism and you turn a character like JYD into an enduring uh personality doesn't mean that he wasn't working for a racist infrastructure. Right. Hey, 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 hey Chris, real, real quick, yeah. bro, on your point, on your point, bro, which I think is which I think is great, but like when, when people try to throw around that thing, well, you know, they help X, Y, and Z black person. They do this for B, Y, and C black person. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you always get yeah. these individuals. Like, you you ever been around? Like, you have been around somebody, like who who like, like I, I I've been in like uh, certain scenarios or, or, or one that I can recall. With like an individual was like, ma- like making like, like subtle like, I, I guess like hip hop references like mm-hmm. unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. And you know, so you know, people do like weird shit like, especially like when you hear that <laughs> shit from white, it's like weird ass comments that they make. It's like it's like saying shit that they think you would like, you know, You're just making shizzle. like, you know, that that that, 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 that is true, but like, you know, like just just think right. things things adjacent and akin to that, and you just looking at them like. Right. What the fuck you say that to be for? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, just, when just, keeping just, it real goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, man. Like just on this on this whole conversation, bro. Like 
I, I've, I've always been of the mindset, like, even back when I was in high school, bro, like, just just <clears throat> leave people the fuck alone, bro. If you don't want nobody messing with yeah. you, bro, that leave, leave mm-hmm. people the fuck alone. I mean, mm-hmm. again, I'm, I'm very much not that fucking naive to believe that if you just leave people alone, that they're going to they gonna leave you. And that's definitely not how the world works. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. will fuck with you and shit just be like that sometimes. But, like, for, when you are a fully grown adult that are yeah. aware of your circumstances and aware of your environment and aware of what's going around you, like... It's not that hard to just leave people to fuck alone or stay out of their way or don't say nothing it's to them not, at all. No. It, it's it's really not like people. But see, the, the thing is, like what I realized about a lot of these, like either you racist or you homophobic or transphobic, or whatever. It's like these motherfuckers be having like these burning desires to like say these things and, yeah. and, and go on these absurd tangents. And right. I'm like, dude, it, it's it's like again, I, I repeat, I'm gonna repeat what I said earlier. It is so much like other things in this world, not even other things, so, so many things like real issues to be upset about in this world, but you upset about somebody over their respective preference. Like that, mm-hmm. like I, 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 I well, and, and Chris knows the numbers better than me, Andrew, but it's when you have 40% of the country, maybe that feels like this is that a culture like, war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this yeah, feels yeah, yeah. like the yeah. woke, the woke mob is coming to I, get I, me. Like what is that shit even the, the woke? What, what the fuck does that even mean? You know, it's a, it's, it's, they it's, don't like, even know. It's, have, it's a term. That that they've they've used that what they've done is they've, they've taken co-opted. that word and they and they've you they don't since they can't say the n word mm, basically woke is basically. their n word nowadays the woke little that, mermaid yeah that's what they want to what they want to hey, say but even on yeah. even on that but like that's that's so but I've never seen so many people like so like I'm in uproar about bro is like y'all start caring about the Little Mermaid, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. people, I'm talking about motherfuckers yeah. is like upset. And, and yeah. what, what, what was that? Halle Bailey. Yeah, Halle Bailey. Haley Bailey. Like, Halle Bailey. Like, Haley Bailey. Like, Haley Bailey. like up, I'm talking about like upset about. I'm like, yeah. Tucker Carlson was on his talk show complaining that they made the green M and M less sexy. You know, like, like that was a, a real complaint. It's like, why would you have to take off her high heels and lipstick and put her in sneakers? Yeah, like, is this what we're doing? Now? You know? just, yeah, like, you know, Tucker just sitting there every time hey, the commercial come on, melting your mouth, nodding your hair, girl. <laughs> <laughs> what what like, we got next, Andrew? Let's get off. Those are the culture war issues that we're dealing with now. Yes, yeah. for, for, so. you, that, that, that is that is one of our favorite discussions. And, and this is the cap it off. I think I can say this for all of us. We with you, Michelle. We with yep. you, man. Yep. We with you. We with you. We rocking with you. We standing with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Keep it going, fighting a good fight, and fuck these people. There you go. That's how you carry mm-hmm. it. So, uh, so we're going we gonna to move on to the last thing. Let's do this real quick. SummerSlam preview Summer coming slam. out uh, in Detroit, full field. You know what I'm saying? Everybody going to be there except for Rick Steiner. Everybody going to be there. <laughs> Everybody going to be there except for Rick Steiner, man. But um, We got uh, a super like, chat from somebody. Oh, yeah, let's, let's pull that up. Let's pull that up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to the Pull that up. Bam. So we go. We got a super chat from Hansi. Appreciate the, appreciate the super chat, Hansi. Shout out to you, brother. He said, "I've enjoyed this portion of the podcast. As someone brought uh, into ignorance through shock jock, edge lore stuff, it's hard to break free from it." Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I think I think that's big on Hansi to admit that, man. Mm-hmm. I think that's big to it's, admit that. It's true. Like the thing yeah. is, is like people like their habits. You know, that's people. Mm-hmm. We are not by nature human beings are not creatures of change we like doing yeah. things the way it 
goes. We like yeah. the status quo. That's why people stay in jobs that they hate forever, not mm-hmm. because they love the job, but because it's all I know. It's yeah, change is scary, you know. So I mean, I get it, but we still we we you, you we can't give any like credence to certain kinds of toxic positions anymore this yeah. is 2023 you know it's it's not the old days but we yeah. appreciate and even that. the good old days weren't so good chris exactly that they, they were good for the people that they needed to be good for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you, 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 i don't even talk to my um uncle about the 1960s and 70s mm. he, he ain't gonna have nothing good to say no. about that shit outside <laughs> uh, of music <laughs> yes so- uh, real quick, though, Andrew, I, I want to send a shout out to Hanzi because to that point, like I think when you do have people that can realize and recognize like, yo, some of the stuff I was saying five years ago, 10 years ago, some of the mm-hmm. things I thought might not have been the right thing and they can grow from that. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's a big thing, man. So I got a lot yeah. of respect for that, brother Hanzi. And I, I, I've gone through that myself. I used to I'm, I'm, I'm from the 90s, man. I'm from mm. the ain't no fun if the homies can't have none era. You know? <laughs> if everybody was the, the era that I come from, anything went. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not until you start hanging around with other people and you're you start enlightening yourself the, until you the, get yeah, the, out of diversifying those. yourself man mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah yeah it's, it's not an easy thing for everybody to do but it, for yeah. me it was a, it's it's a necessary to do thing to do it's a survival technique to understand how do i get along in a society that's evolving around me how right. i don't want to mm-hmm. be left behind mm-hmm. um in the cultural of uh, fire heap in the back you know but i i i think for me bro being in being in like evolved the pro wrestling has like helped um like just sort of shape my worldview in a like a positive mm-hmm. way and like just understand people have different experiences and understand that people have <laughs> yeah. these different life circumstances that they go through and like yeah. that I would probably never experience or, or you know what I'm saying just just hearing a lot of people different stories bro and just being around a, a variety of different people like it, it it does help sort of give you that sort of worldview and understand that it shit is so much more layered than just the the, the city that you grew up in or the state that you right. grew up in or the other mm-hmm. shit that you've seen throughout your lifetime it's people that a whole big that, world out there it, it, it's people that have been through 10 times shit worse than you 10 times over that you will probably never go and these motherfuckers be walking around with a smile on their face like ain't nothing happening to them you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. like it, 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 it I, I think me being like just being involved in wrestling and just seeing a variety of different things i think this has helped shape my my boy, so that definitely, uh, yeah, shout out to Hansi for. So, so know. hold on, Andrew. So, what you're saying is hard times make better men. <laughs> the Cody reference, the Devonte, Devonte is trying to teach us. You, 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 you want to know what's funny? He is the first person on this SummerSlam preview. <laughs> this, 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 this SummerSlam preview, and Nate, it's, it's only fitting, Nate, that we. Uh, so, yeah. so this is we're going to go Nate, Chris, and then uh, Ray, you're going to wrap us off with the with the uh, predictions. So, we're going to go Nate first. We got Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar, a rubber match. Cody beat Brock at uh, Backlash. Brock beat Cody at Night of Champions. Nate, I want to hit you with a two parter. So, who do you think wins this, this third match? And then on top of that, it, it, it seems like Nate, Chris, we, we were talking about this in the podcast, and, and Ray, I'm pretty sure you talk, you've you uh, discussed it just in your circles about pro wrestling in general with Cody Rhodes. It, it like it, it was it was like him him losing at WrestleMania. I still think that was a wrong decision, me personally. Yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. but what we at now seeing Cody like this dude is like still hot, maybe even mm-hmm. hotter than he was at WrestleMania. 
And like yeah. I'm looking at it, and it it seems like all signs <clears throat> are pointing to Cody Roman too at Philly, Nate. That's that that's just what it seems yeah. like for right now. So, I, so Nate, I just want to ask you, who who do you think is going to win this match between Cody and Brock? And how in the hell are you supposed to keep Cody Rhodes hot from right now until assumingly like WrestleMania, see like January and stuff like that? Because like mm-hmm. Nate, I'm sorry, I got a bad feeling, bro. That we that we gonna get Cody versus Bray Wyatt, and that's just gonna tank every fucking thing. Like, <laughs> hey, <laughs> if anybody can sell a Mountain Dew pitch black match, it's that man Cody Devontae Rose, Andrew. I will not drink the goddamn. Well, you know, what I'm saying? <laughs> Cody doing this thing, but but Nate, just, just, yeah, just your overall thoughts about that and how 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 WWE can possibly keep Cody hot for the next four to five months until they. Yeah, so they could get him and Roman back in the same circumference. Yeah, so I'll, I'll start off the statement by saying, you know, kind of like what we talked about with uh, Sid from True Hill Heat, shout out to SP3, on the last episode of Kings of Sport. Like, I'll preface mm-hmm. all of this by saying that I feel like they did make the wrong decision by not pulling the trigger on Cody at Mania, and you could tell this exact same bloodline breakdown without – the WWE belt, right? Like Roman can still have the universal belt and you can still tell his story without, you know, <clears throat> having Cody lose. Uh, but right. in terms of the Cody Brock stuff, I think it's been pretty good. Uh, they told a pretty good story. Uh, you know, they even had, uh, you know, uh, Brock come down to the A and beat this young brother Cody down in front of his mama. And, and, and I feel like, you know, it, it, if, if Brock wins, man, then, then he is, you know, uh, the, 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 the melanin, uh, the melanin destroyer. <laughs> Because uh, we just can't beat this man. We need a cheat code, a contra code, or something to be able to defeat this brother once and for all. But I think Cody wins, man. Uh, should be a good match, a hard-hitting match. Um, I don't agree, again, Chris, with the idea of, you know, we got to mm-hmm. put this guy through even more adversity to to make him feel like a legitimate champion. But yeah. I've, I've enjoyed most of what they've done with the Brock, Brock storyline. Right. Um, yeah, so... Um... <sighs> I don't. I I would have given the belt to to Cody also at WrestleMania, um, but I am. Um, I'm not somebody that needs to like. The facts are facts. WWE at this present moment in time um, is the hottest it's ever been, and I'm looking mm. at every single metric at the moment. Um, mm. Even because even if you go back to 1988, mm. the week that um the WWE main event got 33 million viewers watching wrestling most viewers ever that that rating will probably never be beat WWE wasn't even number 1 in that time slot for mm-hmm. Friday night guess do you want to take a guess what what beat it on Friday night in the ratings you said what year was this this was 88 mm-hmm. Thursday. So Thursday shows beat it too, mm-hmm. but we're talking Friday. What Friday. did it on Friday night? Mm-hmm. Up all night with Ronda Shea. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a throwback. Shout out to the girl Ronda Shea wherever she is. I don't even know if she's still so with think, us. Think primetime soap opera. Oh, uh, Dynasty. Close in '88. The other, the other D show. Dallas. Dallas. Shout out to John Pollock. Yeah, Dallas (laughs) beat that on Friday night. Um, the other shows that beat it that week. Who's the boss? Beat it. Mm. Bill. The the Cosby Show beat it. A different world beat it. Oh snap! Shout out to Hillman College. 
yeah. So, uh, when, when, um, so that's just the amount of people that were watching television. The ratings for WWE wasn't 33 million, but it was the number one show mm-hmm. on television a few weeks ago. They they can never take that claim. Um, they've never did done that before. So you have to put these things in perspective of the time frame. You could say, oh yeah, they didn't have 33 million viewers. No, but it was number one for the week. Mm-hmm. So they have struck i my problem with the bloodline stuff is i just i'm i'm personally tired of it but i i do understand why you ride this ride this until the wheels fall off i yeah, i i'm no numbers crazy yeah um and i i think that um that um cody rhodes should beat brock lesnar um I, I I don't know if Brock Lesnar Lesnar has the same luster that he used to have. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that Brock Lesnar is a nobody. His name still means something, yeah. but you know, I just think that um, Co- Cody feel like a bigger deal to him. Yeah, yeah. he does. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. I agree. So, so, so uh, yeah, Chris. So, Nate, you got Cody. Yeah, so two for Cody. And and to your point about WrestleMania. As much as I hate it, because it's 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 a long time away, man. I, yeah, I do feel like they're gonna drag man. this out to Philly. I'm not, but oh yeah. yeah. So what, what you what you thinking, Ray? I think it, I'm I'm gonna make it at least so far. I'll make it <laughs> unanimous. I think Cody's gonna get the win because it's always been on similar. black, Ray. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? The, 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 the king of the south. Shout shout out to that man Phil Lindsay. That's that's his joke right there. Shout (laughs) yeah, shout out to Phil, man. (laughs) Magic City gonna be rocking once he um (laughs) yeah that's that's where the championship celebration needs to be, Magic City. (laughs) (laughs) But um I'm just thinking and I kind of like how I was kind of posing it with Athena earlier is like if Brock wins, then what do you do with him? He's done everything you needed him to do. It's like how do you develop that character? And then how is like even more, even more hot hard times? It's like now you're gonna have Cody yeah. come out with the Homelander with the polka dots. You might as well if he <laughs> ends up losing this time. <laughs> but I think he's gonna get the victory. I actually think you have to you have to get him against. You have to get him against um, Seth Rollins for that championship. Mm, we'll talk about and, that in a second because because I might have a different hey, opinion hey, on that. Hey, hey Ray, you, you Ray, you want to know what's funny about what you just said? Like I I I, I kind of feel like they they've been they've been avoiding it, and I feel mm-hmm. like now mm-hmm. after Brock, it's going to be like you can't keep like avoiding this shit. Right. Like you you, you at, at some like, and, and the thing about it is, and I'm pretty sure Ray, you probably going to say the same thing. One of these motherfuckers going to have to lose. Yeah, both mm-hmm. of them. Somebody is going to have to lose, and 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 look. See, this is the thing. What, what Cody's lost like what twice since he's been mm-hmm. back? Like twice, two matches, mm-hmm. two televised matches since he's been back. He's beaten Seth Rollins three times. Yeah, right. Maybe it won't hurt to get one of them wins back. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Maybe mm-hmm. it won't. Like, see, the thing about Cody, like. I don't think it's going to hurt Cody if he loses Seth Rollins. Like, do you think it's going to hurt him at all if he loses Seth? 
Like to get one the one loss against the dude, he beat three three straight consecutive times. He beat him at WrestleMania, beat him at Backlash, beat him at Hell in a Cell with a damn torn pack. Like, <laughs> do, 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 like do, do you think that that him him losing to Seth Rollins in the middle of Rollins World Championship reigns gonna hurt Cody? I don't think it's gonna hurt, but again, it's like, what do you do yeah. with him afterwards? Yeah, I, I think it does hurt him a little bit, only because mm-hmm. I think Cody Rhodes is a more serious character. Than Seth Rollins at that's, the moment. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I think Seth Rollins is kind of a jokey kind of dude, and and Cody Rhodes is a guy who I think he he brings an air of seriousness to WWE television at the moment that not too many other talents bring outside of like um, maybe the Usos and Roman. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. Seth Rollins. I don't I don't think it'd be the worst thing in the world if he beat Cody, but I just think Cody's gotta be like fucking indestructible or the way. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you gotta be very careful. <laughs> yeah, I, not, I just wouldn't have right. him losing right. the, to um to Seth at the moment. Hey, yeah. hey, hey Chris, just to add on like Chris what like I I know it's like hard to think on the spot, like it's just about but like do you do you think it might benefit like I I, I don't, don't want to be doing like the whole like like you know, work injury thing, but like, dude, like, what, what do you do with Cody after after Brock? Like, what you gonna have him feud with like some random motherfucker? Well, like, th- 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 this is why I say that there's a babyface problem in wrestling because you, sh- mm. Cody Rhodes, it shouldn't be anything. I don't think the the worst question you should people we should be asking is what do you do to him after he beat somebody yeah. you should cody should be beating everybody right now. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not that like hulk hogan they have i've seen wrestlemanias where hulk hogan was feuding with king kong bundy where he was where he was where he was feuding with people that had no business right trailer on these streets with them like he was in main events feuds with um hercules hernandez <laughs> with with all these different cats that were just not on his level, but if you earthquake, if they're if they're yeah, if they're a strong enough baby face, it's th- this. It doesn't matter. Stone Cold Steve Austin. He was mm-hmm. look at the people he was feuding with outside of McMahon and The Rock. He mm-hmm. beaten like just lames. He had no business even being in feuds with, but because. He was in a feud with these people and people, all people cared about with Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock is them beating people's ass. Mm -hmm. And being strong, yeah. 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 Oh, I think when you start asking, what are we doing after, we are overthinking things. Mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes should just be beating every fucking body. (laughs) And it should be the end of the road. that, That should be the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, real quick, real quick, I, 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 want, I want to pose this question to like all, all of y'all. This is what y'all think. So let, let, let's say, let, 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 let's just let, let's just play with the scenario, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it coming out of this Brock feud, it is Bray Wyatt, right? And then, like, see, the, the the thing is, right? I like so we, we look we look at the people who have feuded with Bray and then have come out somewhat recovered. Like it's it's it success Rollins a minute. Yeah, to to cut to bounce back, L.A. Knight mm-hmm. recovered. Mm-hmm. L.A. Knight recovered. Mm-hmm. He recovered yeah. in a in a great mm-hmm. way. He recovered in a great way. I, I I think it just depends 
on how you lay this thing out. And and and, and again, but the LA Knight thing, like I think the the build to it was like semi decent. The match right. was fucking like that that pitch, but I don't know what the fuck that was. Like that was that that that, that was what that was. But he came out strong in the end. I'm just curious, like, just to see, like, because the thing with Chris, I think Chris got a fair point, and uh, and everybody said it. Like, I think Cody should remain strong all the way through up until you can get him and Roman back on screen together. But again, but that's like four to five months from now, right? Like, you got you got to keep this dude in a prominent position. And I, I think that mm-hmm. Cody has built up enough equity within the audience just from his first run of WWE, him going to AEW and him coming back and people loving this dude and they going crazy. But it, but you be seeing these children in the front row when they be, when he be giving them the well belt, motherfuckers act like they just got the blessing from God. But it was a lady this past Monday on Raw. Her, she, Earth and Cody gave her daughter the, the weight belt. But this lady was screaming. Like, it, I mean, yeah. that shit was hilarious. <laughs> but um, but I, I, I think more so it's just like, I'm, I think most of I'm just looking at the people available right now that can feud with Cody enough to like, you know what I'm saying, just just make it a little bit of oomph. But, but I think also, like to go piggyback on Chris' point, I think that Cody is a big enough talent to where he can mm-hmm. uplift these individuals who yeah. may not be on that same level. And people mm-hmm. may not care about these people that he's feuded with, but they care about Cody enough to care about the individual. That they're yeah, that yeah. he's in the ring with. So I, I mean, I, I I definitely get that point. But yeah, we're gonna say Cody gonna be Brock. Uh, next up, we got the WWE World Heavyweight Title. We got Seth Rollins defending against Finn Balor. I think Finn's about to get the W. Mm-hmm. I think Finn's about to yeah. end this title reign for Seth Rollins, and especially because Seth he had recently did an interview Nate uh, with Logan Paul, and he had said something that I didn't know. He said that he'd been dealing with lower back problems since. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna bring up. And, mm-hmm. and, and, and he said that he should he should get surgery, and like when you start saying stuff like that, yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, you know, yeah. so what, what, what you thinking, Nate? Yeah, because that, that to me was the biggest thing, Andrew, in terms of Seth's physical health, because we got to remember, the whole reason we made this new championship is because this is going to be the workhorse championship, right? Mm-hmm. So you can't put the workhorse championship on a dude that needs surgery because he ain't going to be around. Right. So to me, I think the play is that uh, Finn gets the belt, but then the question is, what do you do with Damian Priest, right? Because that, to mm-hmm. me, is a bigger part of the story where we've got the Judgment Day, who they they have positioned as, like, the number two story, like the number two group yeah. in this company yeah. after the bloodline. To me, I think, you know, you put the belt on, on Finn, and then you see where that goes. And, you know, let, let Seth heal, man, because this brother's been doing some good work for the past two years, man. You know, he had a five-star classic with that man, Omos, in Puerto Rico. Like, you know, Chris's favorite match of the year. Um, you know, he's been doing work. So, yeah, let, let the brother rest. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of Seth Rollins wrestling. I, I don't like the character at the moment. Um <laughs> But um, I I do think that it's probably time for Finn Balor to um, to win, and then he can move into his feud with uh, the homie Punishment Martinez. <laughs> and uh, and uh, yeah, is this a super chat? No, no this is just a regular chat. We're we gonna take it. He, 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 he said. He said. I feel like Finn will lose just so they can continue the Judgment Day tease with every other member having a title or briefcase, but not the leader. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an interesting scenario mm-hmm. about uh Balor. But like the, the thing with Finn, like I mean I, I I like Finn, he he been losing so like Finn Finn hasn't been losing a lot, but like he can't get over the hump that is Seth Rollins. Yeah. And I feel like maybe right. it might be time for him to finally get that W over Rollins. Right, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It might might just be that time. But what are you thinking, Ray? 
I, I agree with you, Andrew, and I think it'll kind of it, it'll kind of turn that perception that uh, one one young doctor <clears throat> like to say with the Judgment Day only mm. being held on or the Judgment Day dra- dragging down um, Rhea. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. now you have your main, you have one of your main champions in there. And now it's like, and I, I was saying it before, it's like, how many times are you going to get beat by somebody? How, how many? And then still think that they're a viable option to mm-hmm. at least be contending for the championship. And it's like, when... Yeah. When is when is Finn gonna get his lick back? And I also with Andrew, I didn't even realize all the stuff that was going on with Seth as far as like the lower back is back uh, yeah. issues. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be a good it'll be a good time to change to have the belt change hands. Um I think as you posed before, um uh-huh. as you posed, Nate, with that intrigue of whether or not Damian Priest is gonna be loyal, kind of how people were Teasing, I know Wade came up with an idea with um, Sami Zayn doing a similar thing when he was in the bloodline with mm-hmm. winning the money in the bank. And then, like, you know what? I'm going to put the money in the bank. I'm going to leave it at home. I'm not even going to bring it on the road. <laughs> I'm just going to protect you, my tribal chief. And so kind of like Damian Priest doing a similar thing where it's like, I'm going to hold the money in the bank briefcase. But you know that since we're we're together, I'm not going to. You know, I'm just going to keep the peace, but still throwing in those little hints of dissension here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was also thinking about and kind of going back to the last match, uh, whatever happens if Cody wins, you can either throw the person that I'm thinking of either against Cody or against whoever comes out as champion. And uh, shout out again to Leo Rush, Lashley. Ashley, mm-hmm. Ashley. Hey, hey, real, hey, real quick, hey, hey, why, why be on? I'm so glad that uh, Ray keep 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 the camera on Ray, Nate, because I'm gonna throw oh, this right oh, back oh. at him. I'm gonna throw this right back. Hey, hey, Ray, what, what was your initial thoughts when you saw the um the, the segment with Lashley and the Street Profits, and we and, and you know him him having these uh these backstage meetings with these with these individuals, man? Like mm. you think be like it, it's, it's looking like we about to get another her business, but like what, what do you think about the Street Profits being added into the fray? Like how they fit in? Do you, could you see us like a heel? Street profits, or do you or do you think like the because mm. because I mean look, looking back at when the her business was originally started, they weren't really like heels. No, they were kind of just like cool dudes. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like they, they, you know what I'm saying? Like I, they didn't really seem like heels. They just seemed like people that just love when standing for bullshit. Like that's just what it was. So what, mm. what do you think about the idea of a new version of the the her business, but with Lashley and the street profits at the 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 epicenter of this this new version? Mm. Well, I I think it'll. Of course, it's going to elevate the Street Profits because, of course, they've been winning tag championships ever since they came out of NXT. Yeah, and they so did all they, that. Yeah, they, they've been regarded, and especially we all know that um, Montez Ford is the real deal. We all know that. But now that people are starting to see his partner, I keep blanking on names, but his Angelo partner. Dawkins. Yeah, Angelo Dawkins. He's growing as a performer as well. And so and I, I think – with these guys, they're a little bit more established than, say, a Shelton Benjamin and a Cedric Alexander. So I think they're going to elevate. Mm. They're going to be elevated a bit more. And they're also going to prop up uh, Bobby Lashley a bit more. But I don't know, man. I I mean, you got <laughs> – I hate to say it, but you – It's something about that original yeah. Hurt business. 
Yeah. Hey, yeah, you, they dropped the you, ball on that. You got to keep putting the black brothers. You, you got to well, keep look, putting the brothers it's, together. It's, did New Jack City not teach you anything, Ray? CMB. We all we got, yeah. Ray. We got to stick together in this Man. minefield of the WWE universe. Man, that, that, listen, they, uh, Montez and Angela about to get the hair business rub and, and Cedric and Shelton on the main event. <laughs> I know. Yeah, they, they did the hurt business dirty, man. But then don't let oh. their don't let their group start growing, and then doggone Doctor Chris gonna get on here like, oh y'all holding Montez Ford back. Damn, I'm not even getting excited about this stuff. I, I like the segment. I I do not trust WWE at the moment. Mm. Um, I I I'm. I would rather be pleasantly surprised mm-hmm. than making guesses about the possibilities of what could be. Um, I don't like my dreams deferred. So <laughs> um, yes, I'll see where this goes and then make let, a judgment. Let, let it play out. Let it play out. Let it play out. Let it play out. So, so we're going to go exactly. to the next one. We got the, we got a triple threat for the uh, WWE Women's Championship. We got Oscar, the champion, defending against Charlotte Flair. And defending against Bianca Belair. Bianca, of course, coming off her John Cena run. She just mm-hmm. came off her Cena, mm-hmm. her John Cena run. <clears throat> and they yeah. think is going to happen on this match. And of course, we got to mention EO Sky is Miss Money in the Bank. That, is that part. In the bank. That part. So to me, Andrew, I don't think in any of those three women is leaving with the belt. I think it's going to be EO's time. Because, you know, mm-hmm. whenever they do the Money in the Bank, they always have one that kind of cashes in early and one that holds it. It's always it long. the women. It's yep. always the women yep. who cash in. Yep. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get uh, EO cash in. Um, I don't know. Like, I don't know who's like, is, are we going to have a winner of the match proper or is, you know, you, 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 you want to know what I think? I think that they're going to give the win to Charlotte to, so she could be 16. I think she has six. I think she had 15 right now. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to give the win to Charlotte. People will be pissed off because they like, oh, they, they pushing Charlotte again. Right. EO is going to get EO cash in on pop. Because, because you know what I'm saying? Because it's Charlotte, yep. yep. And, and then she'll be Charlotte will be one step. That'll be their way to get Charlotte one step closer to 17 without having to go through one whole full title run again. Yeah, they, I like they, that. they be on that. They be on that bullshit. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But you the, see the but vision. I, but but, but I, I definitely think that's what's going to happen. Like I think that Charlotte is going to pin probably Oscar. She's probably going to pin because because honestly, but I, I think that the the end goal for this is either. I, I think it's gonna be Bianca and Charlotte at Mania Forty. I, I, I think they've been they've been holding on. Yeah, that yeah, like two, yeah. Three years. That 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 that's the match. I think that they trying to they, they they trying to do as much with these two on screen together without having them go one on one. Yeah, and I think we'll we'll see Charlotte versus because but Charlotte is the only one the only horsewoman that Bianca hasn't beat. Charlotte, I mean Bianca beat Sasha. She beat Mercedes. She beat uh, Becky. She beat Bailey multiple times. She, yeah, multiple. Uh-huh. She she won Bailey ass all twenty twenty two. But she is she she the only uh Charlotte's the only one she hasn't beat yet. So I think that we're gonna get Charlotte with the W. Yeah. Unfortunately. I like that. But but but, but what I what I would hope for is Oscar to just lose the title straight up in and, and not not in this instance, but I would rather her yeah, I would rather EO just be like me you versus the title where who's the next pay at payback after uh SummerSlam. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna beat you. And it's that simple. Mm-hmm. And she beats her. Like is that you, you get because I but I I, I want to see the EO Oscar match. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I mm-hmm. want to see it. But I also can see I'm looking at it from my, like a WWE booking standpoint. Yep. Where I can see them just being like, let's get Charlotte the 16 real quick mm-hmm. while we do this, mm-hmm. and then EO, you go get your moment. Yeah, nah, I think no, that's, that's what's gonna happen, Andrew. Yeah. yeah. So what do you think, Chris? Yeah. I, I I think um Oscar's gonna win. So, well, I, well, I gotta say this though. 
I did. That was probably the funniest uh, segment of the year was when uh, EO handcuffed those chicks to the I couldn't stop laughing at that. I thought it was so funny. And it's like, why hasn't someone thought about doing that before? <laughs> you know, it was one of those kind of She's moments. a genius, Chris. She's a genius. Uh, yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, but I, I do think Oscar gets a win. And maybe the next night on Raw, they do something. Um, I, I think it would be nice if Asuka gets a clean pay-per-view win, win yeah. and mm-hmm. then them, you know, then doing the, the, the cash and thing. But, you know, they're going to do what they want to do. But I'm just going to predict Asuka winning. Okay. Ray? Uh, I'm going to take the... I'm gonna take the best of both worlds from what um, <laughs> Nate and Chris said. I think Oscar's gonna win, and I think EO's gonna cash it in. Okay. I think, okay. um, and of course, there's a story you can do there with um, EO and Oscar. And I don't know, man. I think they they really need to get b- the ball rolling as far as fully turning Bianca as well. Man, bro, hey, bro, I'm I'm so ready for heel Bianca, yeah. bro. It's just time. It's yeah, time. it's. And, and, and of course, I, and I see how people the, are going to say, question, oh, well, question, though, I was going to say, tying back to Chris's t- uh, thoughts earlier about Rhea, though, like, will she really be a heel? Like, will she be a heel in name only? Because people still going to cheer Bianca Bella. Yeah, yeah. And she she, ain't nobody oh. trying to boo Bianca on these streets, right? <laughs> I mean, could, maybe in Arkansas. Maybe in Arkansas. <laughs> That, that, hey, hey, Nate, Puerto Rico was acting a little funny. Every once in a while, she's going to get in front of a rambunctious audience that doesn't want to um, cheer for her. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing with um, Bianca, the reason why they don't turn her hill is she is there's not mm. too many women on that roster that is as, as media savvy as her. He's money. Um, that could do the talk show circuit. That could do the Breakfast Club. That could do mm-hmm. Ebro in the morning. That could do Tamron Hall. That could and, do and, all. And, the and, say, and Chris got got the little kids swinging the. Swinging <laughs> got the kids. Yeah. yeah, like like it's There's like that is true. Like yeah, like the, like yep, that was yeah, cool. like like you are taking um, a big risk if you turn her heel. I'm not mm. against it. I'm yeah. just saying that. The heels can't sell DoorDash subscriptions, right? Now, now, Chris looking at it from a business standpoint, I definitely get that. Yeah, I just, yeah. I think you could still give her a bit of an edge, though. Like, you don't have to turn a heel, but even, like, when she was in NXT and she was just going by, like, even that just... She's always had a bit of an edge, though, right? Like, she's just her. Like, that's naturally Bianca, and I think you can lean more into that without, I'm a heel now. Yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true. So yeah, we. I, I'm, I'm. I got. Uh, you're, she can come out and say you're a black belt. Well, <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> Shout out to the sister Brandy Rose. Ne- ne- next thing, man. Next thing. Next thing. <laughs> Shout out, shout out to Brandy. Shout out to Brandy, man. Shout out to Brandy. Shout out to Brandy. Hey, hey, Brandy, hey, you, you still welcome on the podcast. Yeah, so. Still, you got an open invitation to the NWA so, podcast. Open, open invita- hey, oh she, 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 did an, she did an interview recently, and she mm-hmm. said that her and it, it was just an interesting comment that she made. She said her and Cody came from a sticky and weird situation to the main event of WrestleMania, and I was like, she, 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 she ain't adding one of nothing. No, she just said, made that comment. 
and then she mm. left. Like she, she, she no, left you know what? Be I'm I'm workshopping this idea about Brandy on the uh, NWA podcast. I think what we would need to do, we need to clear it through John away, uh, Andrew, because we know our sister Brandy. You know she likes uh you know the wine and whatnot. You know that's part of her brand. Uh, one week, like one Sunday, we need to do a show like not at eight at night, but like nine ten in the morning. We do like brunch and Brandy and Chris, like you and brunch me, would just Brandy. You and me would just clear out, and Brandy and Chris would just drink mimosas and talk about wrestling and race and everything they want to. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm, I'm with, with it. it. Chris just let me get like four or five questions in. We straight. Let me get questions in. But, uh, the, yeah. but this, before, before we get to the main event, this one hasn't been a main official, but I think we all pretty much assume it's official. Logan Paul versus Ricochet. Mm. Uh, and, and, and mm. on, on this match, I actually think them botching at Money in the Bank helped them because I, I I really wasn't big on the whole idea of, oh, man, we did a cool move at Money in the Bank, so let's wrestle. They messed that move up, and it looked like mm-hmm. Ricochet sort of like, like just was like, hey, bro, we already halfway, so we going. Whether, whether you like it or not, we going. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 right. and, and I, I like that, that sort of edge that they got to it because Logan Paul went on his podcast. He was in character, of course, but he called Ricochet unprofessional. And I was like, it, it it just gives it a little something more opposed to like, hey man, we just did these two cool moves and I like your move and you like my moves and we can go wrestle. It's like, mm-hmm. motherfucker, I think you want professional and Ricochet were like, well, I'm kind of more professional than you are, like kind of every sense. And like, it it just adds a little bit more right seriousness to it outside of just the generic shit. So I I think that I'll, see see this is the thing. I think I think they're gonna put Logan over Ricochet. Hell yeah. Yeah, I think they're gonna put Logan over Ricochet. Yeah, it's easy. like you. All, all you have to do, is look at who does the company value more. They, they, they definitely value Logan Paul. They, they, yeah. they value Logan Paul. Yeah. They just, and he's got. I, 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 I still easy. think he's you winning win. the world title before the years. I do too. I, 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 I never I, wavered from that. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna say this year, but I, I definitely agree. He, he, he's winning that fucking belt, and I wouldn't be surprised if he won it himself. Mm. Like yeah. I, 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 I wouldn't be surprised if that's the like you meant, we mentioned that surgery. I would not be surprised mm. if that's the last match that he has before he takes time off. Mm. I really would. And get that really win back would. from WrestleMania. That makes sense. Damn. Yeah. You, you know how the you know how depressing that would be for Cody Devontae Rhodes. You just watching this man yeah, Logan Paul. Lo, 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 Logan, Logan finished the story. What happened at one of the school districts that I work at? So we had I had to drive 90 minutes to my job because um they were having um there was a meeting about the prime energy drink uh being sold on campus because it's got like all these like uh caffeine in it like this ridiculous amount of caffeine in it and it's not good for people right Mm -hmm. so i drove all the way to my job and then they they banned the prime drink they say okay we're not selling this on campus anymore and then when I get home, I turn on the news, and then it said they're they they're uh, pulling prime jeeks off the shelf in California. So it was like I drove all the way to my job for for no fucking reason. So for them to ban the drink only for the governor to say, "Oh yeah, we're not selling that shit in this state anymore." Mm, so what we're saying so, now is Chris got beef with Omas. Yes. Chris got beef with Kenny King and with Logan Paul. Prime yeah, Logan, Logan Paul. No, I don't got no beef, beef with Kenny King. I, that's game recognizing game, man. <laughs> the, 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 the Logan Paul beef is real, though. On site. <laughs> <laughs> Bring KSI with you. 
And, and oh yeah, uh, Ray, what you think? You think that Logan Paul going over Ricochet? I think so as well, because like like you guys are referencing, he needs to get he needs to get that win back. Like he needs to get up on the upswing soon because you already he he lost against Roman, he lost against Seth, he lost the money in the bank. So it's like you got to get him back up, especially with the limited time that you have him. Like you got to get him back up on the upswing some way. And you know, uh, aside from that move at Money in the Bank, you know, Ricochet is going to shine him up real nice. So, oh, yeah, yeah. R- 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 Ricochet, that Ricochet definitely going to make him look good. Ricochet mm-hmm. going to make him look good. And I, I I think that they should reward Ricochet for that. I, I'm not saying that you should reward somebody, like, you know what I'm saying, just doing your fucking job. But, like, if you if you going out of your way to make this dude who's not going to be, you know what I'm saying, make him look as good as possible, then I think that there should be, like, you know what I'm saying, give him, bro, Austin Theory, that shit is cooked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We've been saying, and the funny thing, yeah. we've been on this show saying that for when he won the title, <laughs> we were saying that. We've been talking about Theory's whackness for the last year. Hey, hey, hey you know what? So look, I'm, 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 I'm a, I, I got to walk back, but I, I got to give Chris his props, Nate. Because, because look, there, there was a point, Nate. Mm. There was a point when I was not as, I wasn't on the Theory train, but I wasn't as critical. Mm-hmm. As Chris was, mm-hmm. but Chris saw the vision, and where we at right, and, and where we at yeah. right now, that man is cooked. <laughs> it mm-hmm. is time. Somebody needed to go get the fucking janitor out of the venue and have him take the title off of the fucking <laughs> Austin Theory. Somebody need to right. take the title off. It is done, bro. It's done. Yeah, like, like done. I, I think a guy like I think Theory needed time being a corny baby face and then being a heel mm-hmm. um, to kind of fix his trajectory now he's already been a horrible hill and you can't really turn him face they, they no, but they no, gotta no. do something with that guy because hey, 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 hey Chris, yeah. do, do you think it's just a matter of like him being a belt you just think people just don't give a shit at this point like it, i just <laughs> think people i mean john cena didn't do that dude any favors john cena <laughs> that promo that he cut before wrestlemania he said he, he said to this guy if I beat you at WrestleMania. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. If you beat me at WrestleMania, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. Nope. Yeah. Tell me, tell me yeah. when I'm telling lies. What he, 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 he said, he was like, he's like, he's like, I beat you at Mania. You lose everything. You beat me at Mania. You gain nothing. Nothing. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And that's exactly what happened. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's like really sad that like that's yeah. like the, the actual and the, situation. And the thing is, and, and, and in Cena's defense, why should he be, have believed in uh, in Austin's theory? They hey, haven't hey, given hey, us. Hey, hey, hey Chris, Chris, you want to know? You want to know? It's funny. Let's just add on to your point real quick. So when Cena did an interview, like going into Mania, and he was like, they asked him how that match got set up. He, this man Cena said, when they called me and they asked me to work with him, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I and I've, I've heard him in interviews reiterate yeah i met everything i said on tv about austin theory like he's not even trying to walk it back or i was just picking up a check though Mm -hmm. that is john cena's most forgettable (laughs) wrestlemania match Mm -hmm. of all time yes it it does not matter and it just happened and we've already forgotten about it and it's it's it just happened you already forgot about it austin theory isn't even the best wrestler from his city 
that's Cody Rhodes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo. It's like Austin Theory. Yeah, if we rank in Georgia has... wrestlers in the WWE, like he's <clears throat> at best, at best, he's third after Cody and AJ. At best. Right. Oh, yeah. At, at best. He's not even. I wouldn't even. If, you're, if we're talking Georgia yeah, wrestlers. Jonathan from Georgia. No, I'm talking about in yeah. the WWE. In the WWE. If you're talking WWE wrestlers past and present, He's behind uh, oh. Ron Simmons. If you're oh hell yeah, from, yeah, he's from Georgia. He's not even on the metal um, stand. Yeah, yeah, he's <laughs> he is the the guy is he's, look. Not, he's, and I think this this might be the first time Andrew shows that man Ray Trailer some love. <laughs> he's behind the big boss man in terms yes. of all time WWE wrestlers from Georgia. Yeah, he's, big boss he's, man. <laughs> he, he's um like like Austin Theory is. They set that guy up for failure. Yes. A lot of this is the McMahon stuff. Yeah. It's not his fault, a lot of it. But he's just like the bloom is way off the rose. I mean, you can (laughs) put the belt on him if you want to. The guy's not over. You know what I'm saying? um, LA Knight, you haven't even done anything with this Mm -hmm. guy, and he's gotten over. You know? You didn't even tr- LA Knight got over. You did the stupidest gimmick with him that I've probably seen in decades. <laughs> you went down and with maximum male models, Chris. I, I was I was I had hopes for it, but I just saw <laughs> that it wasn't gonna go anywhere, you know? Yeah. Like LA Knight is well, that's the thing, Chris. Um, they didn't even see him as a full-time wrestler. They saw him right. as a manager because he's too yeah. he's too old. Yeah, that guy's a survivor. Shout out yeah. to Destiny. Uh-huh. Um, but, um, but yeah, LA not um, cool. Austin Theory, man. They really got to go back to the drawing board with him. Yep. Um, hey, 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 I'm about to say, Chris, I don't even think they got to go back to the drawing. I think they about to replace him with Grayson Waller. Ooh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Grayson That's Waller is, is 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 what they wanted Austin yes. Theory to be. So to to know? use another uh, yeah. Destiny Child song uh, or Beyonce song, they gonna tell Austin Theory to the left, yeah. to the left. Well, like what what is Austin Theory the best at in WWE? Nothing. He wasn't even the best selfie person in WWE. That was Tyler Breeze. Damn. Like so so Damn. what what did he excel in? He wasn't the best Vince McMahon guy. That was either like Drew McIntyre. I'd probably give it to Elijah Burke over him. Um, Damn, he's like again, man. This, this he's born, this, bro. He's he's, born. Even on commentary, he's, he's like, eh. He only put him yeah. on commentary. He just sit there he sit and then the side. He only get the headset. And that's, <laughs> but that's the thing too. It's like and we're when, not even gonna plug this in, dog. That's just wasting yeah. electricity. That, that, when that, it, that, that, that's like when your little cousins come over and they want to play the game. You, you yeah. get the controller. That's get not the controller. Ain't plugged, that's in. Not plugged in, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the unplugged <laughs> controller and stuff. But that's the thing too. Is like with his um with his feud against John Cena. Is like your best retort is like, well, I don't care what people think about me. I was like, brother, that's not yeah. a good way. <laughs> It, that's yeah. not a good way to combat against us. And, and yeah, Lois the Keys, Cena be shredding people like how he was. Yeah, it, he the, shredded the, AJ. How he was shredding hey, Roman I, Reigns. I, 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 but the that. thing is, is AJ Styles and Roman Reigns are, will be all right in spite of that. Yeah, they did. They, yeah. they, they, they was good. Like I think with with um, Theory. at the very least, they should have showed. They should have asked John Cena. Like, look. 
We believe in this kid. Can you help us don't, out? Do us don't, a dress, don't dress him down in such a horrible way. You don't have so to easy on the kid, brother. Yeah, you don't have to compliment him, but don't don't make him look like a total fucking dweeb. Can you at least do that for us? You know. He was bringing his they probably, mm-hmm. they probably asked him to do that. He was like, nah, if you want me to come back and wrestle this guy, I'm going to talk shit about him. And yep. that's, <laughs> that's the end of the story. I, I actually remember an interview Theory did, and he said that before the segment with uh, Cena that that don't want to be talking about, he said Miz and Baron Corbin had told him, they was like, they was like, they're they about to throw you in the fire, bro. He was like, shit, he's like, shit about to get real when you when you, when you go out there. He was like, but, but see, the thing is, like, even with uh, what we was just talking about, like, Grayson Waller got put in that same situation at Money in the Bank, mm-hmm. and he and he and he didn't come off like less than. He right. seemed nah, like he, he was didn't. like, I mean, he 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 was still the guy that you know that took the, the attitude adjustment, you know, for the crowd. Yeah. Guy, but he right. he didn't feel like less. He he felt like okay, this is a guy who he got some potential. Man, like like it, in this particular situation, too big for his bridges. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, he still held his own. And even when he was yeah. in the ring with Edge, in the yeah. segment with yeah. Edge, he held he didn't the, he didn't come off as less than. And I feel like Grayson Waller, like again, which y'all just said, he is the with, best thing that yeah. could have happened. The best thing that could have happened to um, Austin Theory was Cena beating him at WrestleMania mm-hmm. because then he could, he might be able to get a sympathy. Um, right. from people, you know? yeah. um, him so, beating uh, John Cena did absolutely nothing for him. Nope. And now, and now, and now he cooked. And now we, now we just waiting on LA Knight to take the title off. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, so, so mm-hmm. the, the last, the last one here before we close the podcast. Main event: here, Ronda Rousey, Dana Baszler. We, we up here at three hours. That, that's, that's well, we, I do, I do have to on this episode before we leave. We got to talk about fucking Starks for a second. Um, okay. Okay. Talk about this, we, we okay. got to. Chris said we got to. I'm about to say, how, how, how long could we go, niggas? We at three thirteen right now, bro. <laughs> let's finish up <laughs> SummerSlam, then let's uh, let, hit let, start. Let, 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 let's just go around real quick. So we got Roman versus uh, Jay Uso for the championship, uh, undisputed WWE Universal Championship. Roman's winning this fucking match. Yeah, yeah Roman is winning the belt. <laughs> although I will say, Jay Uso might have clinched his nomination for a uh, TV Emmy for for his performance <laughs> over the past year. Um, right, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm saying Jay Uso. What? Because that's what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm in the same boat. I want I want Jay Uso to win. I know Roman's <laughs> going to win, but I want Jay to win. Mm-hmm. All right, so we, we already got the United Switch. Uh, uh, Chris, let's get let's get into the restart. What you got to say? Okay, so I. I have to say this about TNA. I watched Collision last night. Shout out to Kate and John Cena. Um, yep. Collision goes every Saturday night here on Post Wrestling. Right. I don't... I think they're misreading the room with Ricky Starks. Ricky okay. Starks is a baby face. They need to go that route with him. I, I think turning him into a heel is a retrogressive move especially with all the goodwill he's garnered over the last year. Mm-hmm. And again, it goes back to my um, thing with baby faces. It's like you don't often get people that the fans just naturally cheer. Mm-hmm. And when you get that, I do think you have an obligation to take advantage of that. Um, and it just seems like um, 
for some reason they they want Starks as a heel, and I just and that just doesn't make a lot of sense to me at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, no, I, I, I definitely agree with that point about Ricky. Like, I, I think the thing with Ricky is Ricky has like that. Now he's always had this natural chemistry. I mean, not natural chemistry, <clears throat> but natural like um, charisma. That's the word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But natural charisma mm-hmm. to him. He's always been like that, like the cool guy in the room. You know what I'm saying? He always appeared like that on television. I, honestly, I think that. I, I do think that Ricky's a heel, Chris. I, I, I mean, I, a baby face. Like, I think that he's a natural baby face. But see, I think, I think, I, I think with the heel thing, R- Ricky is so good on the mic that mm-hmm. he can easily outshine the next individual or one up the next individual yeah. that is standing across the ring from him. And I think that at times that can be perceived as cockiness in the wrestling aspect. And I right. think that in, in this particular circumstance, I think that we might have a situation similar to what we were talking about with Rhea Ripley, Chris, like where Ricky is heel. But I don't think the crowd is going to boo Ricky. I think that right. because he can speak with the sort of like the, the the way that he speaks and you know what I'm saying, like how he gets into all his like mannerisms and all that stuff. The crowd they love that stuff. They love that about Ricky when he's all flashy and mentioning the the Prada shoes and, and the Gucci bags mm-hmm. and the Louis mm-hmm. bags and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like even though that's heel characteristics, these crowds they gravitate towards that stuff, and I think they're going to enjoy Ricky. But I definitely think that Ricky is a baby face but i think the AEW might be taking the approach of instead of just trying to make him this like white me or just like the cool guy they're gonna make him like the 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 i'm not a bad guy but i'm just doing what's best for me type of Mm -hmm. type of character and i think that the crowd is going to naturally gravitate because i think you do segments like you did this past saturday collision with ricky coming to ring and he like you Mm -hmm. know saying got all this for uh, you know those fly clothes on and talking about the designer and all that type of stuff i think that the, the way that he does it he presents it in a way where he's just like, it's not like I'm better than you. It's just like, I just think I'm cool as shit. You know what I'm saying? And people people enjoy seeing that. And I think that's going to play off well as Ricky continues to go on AEW television. Like, I I, I think that him sort of having that sort of this this additional edge, I think it's going to benefit him in the long run. But I do agree 100% that he is a baby face in, in... in, in, in like layman's terms, I guess, like in the, like yeah. if you look at it just in a short way, Ricky Starks is a baby face. But I think right. that him having layers to his overall presentation and him having that sort of edge and the cockiness and all that stuff, when you add that on, it's going to only uplift Ricky. And then he'll be able to catapult himself to where we all see him, where we see him as a mm-hmm. future world champion. So that's what mm-hmm. I think about Ricky Starks. Yeah. I think with Ricky Starks, like, you know, you mentioned Rhea Ripley, but I would say also some comparisons I would throw out there in terms of, being a baby face with an edge slash cocky heel. Um, you know, we've got one right now in the WWE in LA Knight. He's kind of walking that line. I think, you know, if you want to go back historically, and this is somebody who I brought up, I think on one of the first episodes of the NWA podcast, uh, when, you know, we were first looking at Ricky Starks and AEW, like, if they position this guy right and promote this guy properly, you know, you could have your own little mini version of The Rock. Mm-hmm. In AEW, yeah. with the way mm-hmm. Ricky can work in the ring, but also talk and just that natural yeah. charisma you're talking about, Andrew. But I also think when AEW, it's it's always weird with AEW because their fan base, like shout out to the AEW fans, but it's a weird mix of you got these hardcore fans, you got these fans that know like every like they know Ricky's story, they know like the injuries he's had to overcome, what he's had to do yeah. to get to this point. So they generally like Ricky, uh, but it's like there's also this element of the AEW fan base that feels kind of <clears throat> like old school wrestling, like yeah. like that, that, that kind of like we want like or not we uh, you know because I'm a TNA fan tonight, 
Uh, but the AEW fans, like, they want to be, like, told these stories of, of, you know, the good guys and the bad guys. And sometimes the good guys got to be bad to beat the bad guys. And so I think mm-hmm. with Ricky, mm-hmm. it all depends upon how you uh, tell the story. You know what I mean? Like, we got to let it play out, unfortunately, Chris. I feel like, you know, <laughs> yeah. to me, this could be a good thing for Ricky in the long run, as Andrew's saying. But it just depends mm-hmm. on how they how they branch out. Like, is he going to be like the chicken right. shit heel? Is he going to be the cowardly heel? Because if that's what it's going to be, I don't think that fits with the Ricky Starks right. persona. But and Ricky say, like, Starks. Even in the, I was about to say real quick, because even on the segment that he was in with Punk, but they was choosing Ricky. They yes. Chose Ricky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You like They chose Ricky. Yeah, like, I think Ricky Starks could be that wrestler that WWE slipped through the cr- let slip through the cracks mm-hmm. and went to AEW mm-hmm. and became way better than he was supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know. But I think um, that Tony Khan's got a kind of got to treat him like he matters and like he and like because I, I just didn't like what what I saw last night where they made a tag t- tag team match teaming him. With um the dinosaur dude, and then um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, him and Christian, yeah, keep him the yeah, Tim and Christian. They beat they, they, they yeah. Punk and Darby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was kind of like um, I don't know what that does for Ricky, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like, and for I feel me, like Ricky should be maybe be a level above Luchasaurus. Yeah, right. Yeah, and for me, that's like the 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 problem is like you they didn't do anything to make Ricky Starks a guy that the fans like that was Ricky Starks when oh, he got Ricky. into that ring mm-hmm. and he cut that promo against mm-hmm. MJF mm-hmm. and all the other guys who try to mess with MJF can't really cut promos against them Ricky Starks owned that fool mm-hmm. um, and he, he made it look easy he, mm-hmm. he he dressed that fool down so much to where it's like stuff that like real issues with with, with MJF Ricky Starks brought to life, but mm-hmm. it wasn't in a self serving way. It was in a right. way saying that I'm better than you, you know, in a baby faced mm-hmm. way. And mm-hmm. I just think that anytime you get a baby face that gets that kind of reaction. Um, you are not doing any favors by not taking advantage of it. But I like, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that um, you, Andrew and uh, Nate, I, I hope that you're right. I hope that there's a grand scheme to this all because they WWE did a similar thing with the rock when the rock tur- was all the fans um, got behind them. And then they turned them into a bad guy again at survivor series. But they still had Stone Cold Steve Austin to be the the number one face, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So, yeah, so I, 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 real quick on your on your uh, Twan Max said that's the biggest problem with today's wrestling book yep. is they have no idea how to make a face way too many cool heels. Days of Ricky Steamboat are long gone. That's but, fact. Yeah, and then and, and the only, only example we got of that, I mean, I say one of the, uh, the only example, shining example, I should say in AEW is that is Willow Nightingale. Like she's like yeah. a white meat yeah. pure, ain't, ain't nothing bad about yeah. it. And, good, yeah, good, good guy. And that's what I was gonna say. It's like not all babies' faces have to be made or are made equal. Like they don't always because, like we were saying before, with Willow Nightingale, that's just her personality. And with 
um, Ricky Starks is his personality Mm -hmm. to um, be charismatic and uh, go barb for barb. And I love you hit it right on the head, Chris, is like when he was going after MJF, it was like, MJF, everyone's making MJF. He's saying him himself. He's the devil. You know, he he can get into like your finest detail or your finest weakness, and he can nag mm-hmm. on that, and he could just cut you to pieces. But then when he gets into the ring, or when he get, goes mic for mic with Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks torches him like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. And it's like you have that side of Ricky Starks, but then you also have the side of Ricky Starks where he can be. When we saw with his feud against, um, where he saw in his powerhouse, uh, powerhouse Hobbs, yep. Well, he can be, he can get the crowd on his side. He could be like a Ricky Morton, where he can get the crowd on his side, exactly. Mm -hmm. And he could be that underdog who who goes out there and gives it his all, and he doesn't have to, he doesn't have to pander to the crowd. So I I think like eventually in due time, but of course, and I think you all are will agree with me the thing that threw him off was the, that feud with Jericho and I think they were just like <laughs> they're just like after that like seemingly never ending feud it's like what do you do with them and then you had them going yeah, and, and it, yeah it makes I, no sense to me too the feud with Jericho I 100% agree <laughs> with you it's it just wasn't hitting at all <laughs> but they're trying to turn MJF into a baby face with this goofy shit that he's doing with Adam Cole, and you know that where that's going. That motherfucker ain't about to be no baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know where, you know where this is going. We know what the, we you, know what the game is, TK. You know, uh-huh. yeah, you know we know where this is going. You can't play a player, baby. Yeah, you can't and hustle. Ricky, like R- Ricky Starks was just somebody that was that's their lying in way. You know, mm. like what are we doing? Is is just my 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 question. I mean. I, I mean I, 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 yeah. I, I will say this though. I do think Ricky has been very well featured on Collision. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah, is like yeah. one. Of, he is definitely one of their main players. On he's Collision. like the co-star I, of Collision. He, he, he like bro. He, yeah. he is like like since day one of Collision. He is like one of their main talents on that yeah. show. Like they feature him because yeah. he just won the Owen Hart yeah. Foundation tournament. I don't. I don't necessarily know what that. Is. I mean, it's a it's a prestige and, honor. But like, and, and shout out to him for not turning on the fans last night when they were cheering for him, you know, cause I was afraid he was going to pull like, you guys don't get to cheer me crap. You know, <laughs> I was afraid of that. And he didn't, you know what I'm saying? He kind of went with the chairs and I don't think he was even expecting that, you know, like, the, but I mean, I mean, I mean, but with yeah. Ricky, he like Ricky, he gets, he gets cheered on a consistent basis. Like people yeah. like Ricky. And that's why I don't think it's an issue for him to sort of lean into like those, 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 some of those characteristics that people may deem as a heel, because I think that people just like Ricky, but they think he's cool. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They yeah. they like Ricky Stark, so I think that if you just continue to sort it of, it just depends tread, on how TK does it in terms of the you, book. You you, you you just gotta tread those waters in a careful way to not lean into either side. I now I I honestly think that Ricky works best as a tweener. I think that he is mm-hmm. that that's his best mm-hmm. self as a wrestler when he's in. Like if you've seen even when he was on NWA Power, that was kind of like he was he was more so of a yeah. heel. But like he could, you could sense the crowd enjoying him because he can. Right, Ricky can convince you with his words to believe in what you know. Saying get you to believe in the shit that he's saying. It's like a, I'm a heel, but I ain't, I ain't no monster. That, 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 that motherfucker is like a used car salesman. He can sit motherfucker <laughs> sell a blind man some glasses. I'm telling you, like this is you know what I'm saying. Like I, I think that Ricky is like very like. 
the, the in-ring stuff, Ricky Rick can carry himself in the ring. But I yeah. think that the thing that sets him apart from a lot of different individuals is his ability to go toe-for-toe with a variety of different individuals on the mic, but also not even just the toe-for-toe stuff, but to be able to tell a story on the microphone within like six minutes, five mm-hmm. minutes, mm-hmm. and to get his point across and not to be jibbering jabbering the whole way through. Like he make his point, ABC, connect all the dots, wrap it around. This is what I want. This is what I'm going for. And let's send this shit home. And mm-hmm. I'm out. And then the crowd's like, Go rich, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> they, right, right. They, 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 they like this dude, so I, that's why I don't think it's an issue for him to lean into it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I mean, again, you've seen you seen him do the white meat baby face thing with Jericho, didn't necessarily go work. It I blame Jericho, like, as, as well. Yeah, I mean, you, bl- you can blame, yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it's, like, it, it was a long thing, but like, I think that when you exhaust the option like that, it's time to go to the next thing, mm-hmm. and the next thing is to play between a role where he can be a heel, he can be a baby face and try to shit. Cause if you don't try, how the fuck you gonna know if it's gonna work? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you know what we did, Andrew? On this episode of the NWA podcast, we broke down the points for the people. A, B, C. Should we, we, should can, we, should we, we, we broke the record for the time too. We connected <laughs> them all. We brought it back around. Hey, we gave you this super size show in July. We made it hot for the people. We talked a little, a little political issues. You know, we, 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 we went, we ran the gamut. Uh, here on the NWA podcast. And of course, I think this is a historical episode, not just in length, but in the fact that I think this is the longest we've talked about Impact Wrestling on this show. Uh, so That's salute impact. to Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we 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 here hey, for you, man. Come, come on the podcast, Trinity. Come yeah, on the Trinity, podcast, Trinity. You got to invite Leo, Kenny Giselle, King. Giselle. Giselle. Come to the podcast. All of y'all. Scott Demore. Scott Demore. Johnny Swinger. <laughs> the swing man, Johnny Swing. Uh, but yeah, this has been a good episode, man. We 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 glad for everybody to rock with us tonight. We had a lot of activity in the comments. Appreciate the super chats as always. Uh let's go around the horn one time and let people know where everybody can be found. Let's start with a brother who uh is the newest recruit to the Kings of Sport podcast, playing on this 10-day contract right now, Andrew. With the way the way this man performing, Andrew. Ray on this 10-day contract post. The way the way he performing, he might get signed to the league minimum. He might be league minimum Ray coming up here pretty soon. His brother's earning his keep. G League. G League Ray in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Summer League MVP Ray Williams. Uh Ray. Ray. Uh, but yeah, Ray. Just to you know, throw out another tease. Like Ray is uh down with the Kings, and uh he he may have an announcement in the, in the next couple of months about a project that we're working on, a side project with the Kings of Sport. But uh, before any you know, we talk about any of that in the coming months. Ray Williams, let the people know where they can find you. Anything else you want to promote, my brother? It has been a, a pleasure having you on the show tonight, man. Well, it's always a pleasure to get in the chat with you guys, you uh, Nate and Chris are. Yeah, Nate and Chris. And, uh, of course, like I said before, I'm just completely honored to get to uh, chat it up with you, Andrew. Um, My my handle? My honor, too, brother. (laughs) I appreciate that, man. We we, DMV brothers got to stick together, you know. Where you from? You from from, from D.C., right? Yeah, I'm from – I'm currently staying in College Park, Maryland, near uh, UMB. Okay, up, okay. So we got we got the full. Hold on, let's let's bring it back to the let's bring it back to the full shot. I was gonna say, Nate, Nate, you from Nate, you from. So we got we got, got DMV, we got DC with Andrew, we got Maryland with Ray. Man, man, we man got kick Chris out. 
Virginia, right, Chris? I used to live in uh, Harrisonburg and Virginia. Chris, Chris, I remember, I those, East, brother. Okay, okay. I remember those Eastern Motors commercials. From when <laughs> hey, I was hey, 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 Eastern Motors, your job is your credit, Chris, but you might not have a job on the NWA podcast for too much longer because I see a barbershop window behind you, my brother. You know what I'm saying? I hate to do it, man. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You, you out of evolution, brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah shout out to that man ray williams follow him on twitter and check him out on the uh, kings of sport podcast uh speaking of the kings of sport let's go to chris because we, we ain't gonna throw chris out the window we ain't gonna kick chris <laughs> at the club uh we, we, we he might just have to you know stand outside with me andrew and ray is in the vip section he he out there with the common folk um, yeah, like, hey chris, chris you want a bottle chris <laughs> like, yeah, Chris, let, let's send the bottle over to Chris. He look a little thirsty. <laughs> right. But Chris, uh, you, you told people off the top of the show, you know, about the book and about, you know, the good things going on in your life. Let people know where else they can find you, what you got going on with WrestleNomics and our light-skinned cousin Brandon Thurston here at Post Wrestling. Just uh, promote your stuff, brother. Yeah, yeah. So you can uh, check me out on Twitter at KMEZDoesIt. Um, that's my uh, handle on Twitter. Um, you can uh, read my um, wrestling articles at WrestleNomics.com. You can read my political articles at Chris Ely, K-R-I-S-E-A-L-Y dot medium dot com. And um, yeah, look for the book next year. Um, and uh, yeah, uh, just uh, su- support um Support us on uh, Kings of Sport this year because we're trying to grow that platform. So um, the more listeners we get, the better. Mm. This man, Chris Ely, Andrew Thompson, he's not a businessman. <clears throat> he's a businessman. <laughs> Nephew. Hey, where, 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 where is that from? You want to know who I heard say that recently? Who? EC3. Oh, damn it, EC3. Uh, <laughs> he, 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 his, his thing was, I'm, I'm not. He's, I'm not an over man. I'm. I'm. I'm over, man. It's, it's, it's some shit like that. Boo. Yeah. Boo this man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Real quick, Andrew, before I let you promote what you got, man. EC3 might be one of the biggest disappointments from my Impact fandom because that dude, yeah. him and Rockstar Spud, like they had it mm-hmm. in Impact. Hey, he he he's still with WWE though. Rockstar, yeah, Rockstar Spud, yeah, yeah. he, he created. Mm-hmm. Yep, he created. But yeah, we, yeah, as soon as he went to back to WWE and then started controlling his narrative, I'm like, yeah, this dude is this dude is cooked. Mm-hmm. So it's well, over. Well, once Braun Strowman left that joint, that's when the money ran dry. It was <laughs> over after that. The, 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 the motherfucking meal ticket left. It was yep. over after yep. that. That yep. shit was done. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's- that's hey, the person you got to put on the milk carton. Where Braun Strowman? It'd be like that sometimes. EC3. Uh, <laughs> but Andrew Thompson. Unlike EC3, you somebody out here who who is actually over uh, on these streets. <laughs> Let the people know. That's uh, what the what people you, say. That's, that's what, the what the people say. The people say Andrew Thompson is over. He the Ricky Starks of journalism on these streets. Uh, <laughs> Let people know what you got going on and uh, where they can find you, my brother. As soon as you said that, I was about to attempt to do a little Ricky pose. But see, a little Ricky that? pose. That's called self-composure. That's what you do when you don't want to embarrass yourself. So, <laughs> self-composure right there, man. But uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, 80 Thompson underscore underscore. Uh, check out my written work over at postwrestling.com. Uh, YouTube channel, Andy Thompson Interviews. I actually got a new interview lined up 
with, with, with a brother from the UK, man. We did okay. some big things mm. recently. Did some big things. I'm pretty sure people that know you put two and two together. You did some big things recently, man. But mm. uh, me and him gonna catch up and do an interview um, real soon. So I'm looking forward to, uh, to to recording that whenever we get the chat. Probably this week, end of this week. But um, yeah, man, that's, that's all I got right now. And um, yeah, support support my guys, named Chris. And uh, and Ray over at Kings of Sport, and you know what I'm saying. Maybe 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 you see the guy around, man. Uh-oh. Maybe I'll be I'll be I'll be, I'll be l- lurking around at the Kings of Sport headquarters trying to get in. With my green phone, the job application, like which uh, what's, what's going and Andrew guy? gonna be the hot yeah, side. He gonna be our Brian Pillman I'm gonna, Jr. I'm gonna be, be the fresh, be the fresh new. Uh, I'm gonna be, be yeah. my all my, my all King Kings of Sport graphic. Conrad Thompson, you you know how to reach us, man. Mm. <laughs> Telephones mm. work two ways, Conrad. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, but here's the thing, man. We got a lot, lot to promote, man. I got a lot to promote. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to keep it short because we already been on these microphones for three and a half hours, man. We give you I, a I, super I, I say, show. I know, know waiting looking at us like, yeah, man. Wait till- <laughs> I, I man, look here. I bet you, and, and I, you know, shout out to John Pollock and Wayne, the proprietors of Post Wrestle. We love those brothers uh, for hooking us up with the platform, man. Uh, those are good dudes, two of the best dudes in this space, man. We appreciate them. Like, but, but I, I but, got the like, but I know, but I know, I know, we up, like Nate. the black sheep of all the podcasts, and and pun definitely intended. We like the black sheep of Post Wrestling because every 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 Monday morning, Way looks at the at the file. He's like. Y'all eating up all the damn space, man. <laughs> y'all eating up. <laughs> how, how y'all only do one show a month and you account for half of the space we use on the server? <laughs> the hell? So we, we apologize, Wade. Well, our bad, brother. Our bad. Shout, 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 out, to, shout out to Brother Ting, man. Brother Ting. <laughs> Out of the way, man. Uh, man yeah, like shout it. out to Pollock and Ting and everybody here post wrestling, man. This like this has been a good month for programming here post wrestling in addition to collision course with uh John Ceno and Kate from Montreal that Chris mentioned. Uh we also had a lot of great G one coverage that's going yeah. on right now on the post wrestling uh mm-hmm. site. Uh you got MCU later with Rich Fan at WH Park talking about that secret invasion with Nick Fury. So it's it's a lot going on at Post Wrestling, man. It's more than just, just wrestling. It's a lot of stuff, man, that you need to be tapped into. So a way to get more tapped in is to subscribe, man. Be a subscriber. Be a Patreon supporter of Post Wrestling. And while you're on Patreon, Andrew, mm-hmm. you can cross that street from the post office and come to the throne room and sign up for the Kings of Sport Patreon. $5 gets you in the door if you want to pay more. We won't stop you. Like Chris said, man, this year, uh, it's our 10th anniversary year at the Kings of Sports, so we are trying to do more things with the program, with the platform, man. And one of those things is bringing in new voices like Ray. And there's a couple other people we talked to. We want to bring in some new voices, man, and, and, and you know, get get this thing, you know, even bigger than it is. You know, we we built a good foundation with me and Marcus for 10 years, and, and uh, Chris joined the fold. And so, you know, we just want to keep having these conversations because there's a lot of sports shows in particular that don't want to have these conversations. And so we want to empower as many voices as we can. So, uh, you know, if you want to support the Kings of sport, the Patreon is the easiest way to do that. Uh, $5, $5. Everybody got $5, man. Mm-hmm. Right now, I re- look here, Ray Williams is on a 10 day contract and he got $5 for the Kings. So, <laughs> so support. I would say that. I would say first 
the the fact the five dollar plug is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? Ray, Ray Williams out here on these streets. You know, he eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because he on that ten day contract. He still got five dollars mm-hmm. to throw down on the table for the king. So support support your guys, man. We we do appreciate it. Uh, but yeah, I'm on a lot of shows. I ain't gonna list them all, but for all the shows, follow me on Twitter at in the number eight m o z a i k. And uh, I'm on Threads. I'm like I, I don't really be doing a whole lot on Threads, but B L A Q U E underscore N eight is where you can find me on Threads. If that pops off like like it like like it it it, it claims to be popping off, I'm over there. Uh, but for everything else, man, just just follow all of us. Uh, follow our peoples in, in 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 this space, man. We talked about True Hill Heat. You know, we talked about Phil Lindsay, Righteous Reg, those cats, man. Like it's a lot of good brothers out here and sisters doing. Um, doing work on these microphones so uh support it man and listen like even if you have a different opinion just listen because you might learn something and you might have a different perspective don't be like rick steiner on these streets ladies and gentlemen there you go so <laughs> that's gonna bring an end to this edition of the nwa podcast presented by post wrestling for the rookie 10 day ray williams for my nephew uh, the youngest uh, uh, wait i was gonna say my, my man on that that kings of sport 10 day I'm telling you, they, 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 you, you get you get peanut butter sandwiches, you get boredom room for two nights. Right, right. You get three hots and a cot, Ray. That's all you're going to get, Ray. And, and, and technically, it ain't even hot because it's just peanut butter and jelly and some Doritos, though. Like, like, if you play really good, you can, you might get some sour cream and onion chips, Ray. Hey, salt and vinegar. But hey, but it's worth it in the end. It's yeah. worth it, Ray. It's part of the process, brother. You know, we're not, we not, we not going to put you in a situation like Austin Theory where don't nobody care about you. We're going to promote yeah. you properly, brother. You're going to be Grayson Waller on these streets. I'll earn my keep, baby. I'll I earn my keep. <laughs> Talk to him, Ray. To him, Ray. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so shout out to 10 Day Ray for joining us. His first time on a post-wrestling podcast. Check him out if you want to hear more from this brother. Shout out to the nephew, the youngest in charge, Andrew Thompson. Make sure you subscribe to Andrew Thompson Interviews on the YouTube so you can uh, catch all his brother's latest work. Uh, shout out to the Professor Chris Ely. Again, WrestleNomics is where you can find this man. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and keep your eyes and ears open for that book that's going to drop. Okay, Chris, let me let me ask you this while we got you here, Chris. Mm-hmm. So if you do the audio book, can I be one of the people that read on the audio book? Oh, yeah, sure. Because I don't even, because the, the, the fact I'm going through an independent publisher now, you have to, I have to pay for the recording time for an audio book. Okay, okay I cut you a good deal. I, yeah, so we got to <laughs> figure that out. But the, but, but the publisher said, we're we're working on all that stuff, so we'll see okay. um, yeah, yeah. how that works. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy, like, because Chris has been talking about this for a minute, so I'm happy it's getting close to becoming a reality. And again, uh, mm-hmm. we appreciate everybody for watching and listening live, <clears throat> watching and listening to this in the future. We appreciate you as well. Woo. So that was a long episode, but uh, we had a good time, and we will sorry, see you way. in August. Yeah, sorry, Way. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> way go, way go, put us on on probation. He gonna he gonna put us on the time limit. Wait, wait, about to send us. I'm told, but he about to be like, your ass is done. You're he about done. to send us. He's sending us to development. <laughs> <laughs> he go, he every every episode gonna start. This episode is scheduled for one fall with a thirty uh, minute time limit. <laughs> we can break it break it down into two parts or something, you know. I mean, we but but like. When I, our listeners listen to us when they're doing their long ass drives to work, when they're cleaning up in the house, you know, <laughs> that's true. So that's true. Though. We, you know, they they have us for a month and they, you know, they spread us out. They listen to the whole thing too. I I, I know this for a fact. 
You know, yeah. so yeah, like I, it's, I send us home, Nate. You know, if you can listen to it all at one time, hey, don't worry about it. We understand. Just listen when you can. Uh, we appreciate you. This is what we do every month here on Post Wrestling. So uh, stay tuned. If this is your first time listening, we'll be back next month with an all-new edition of the NWA podcast. So for Chris, for Andrew, for our guest, Ray Williams, I am the godfather, Nate Milton. And remember, the revolution may not be televised, but it damn sure will be podcasted. See y'all next month. Yo. It's Righteous Reg. It's a case for the safe, keep a space for the Nubians. Unfiltered, off kilter, the professor, the godfather. Host wrestle in the NWA, not oh, keep guessing, huh? The views and expressions, you know the rest is hot excellence. Get the message, advocates for Nubian wrestling. You're listening to the best again. Black wrestling in the ring, we invested in Nubian kings and queens. We invested in it's for the culture and we repping it. It's for the culture and we repping it. <laughs>